four straight. They are one and five, of course, in their last five games, but they lead this series since 2009-13-3. They won last season at 62-36. to uh, For the ESAC Raiders, they're sitting at four and six right now, two and three in the Twin Lakes Conference, also having dropped three straight games. They're one and four as well in their last five games under head coach Jason Phillips. Their last win in this rivalry came back in 2022. They won at 62-49. to Both teams looking to bounce back off of losses from last night. Uh, East Nack County losing to Emmitsburg for the Kemper Knights, uh, falling to a team they had defeated earlier this season in Atlantic. And bringing in now my broadcast partner for the day, Catherine Mayhaw. Catherine, you got a chance to play in this rivalry. Um, what's it like when you get that chance to play another school that's really a local school? They may not be in the conference but you know you're going to get a big crowd here today. You know there's going to be a lot of people. You probably know some of the kids on the other team and everything. Yeah, East Tech's always a special one because uh, you start to get to know some of the girls and just uh, gain a sort of a respect for them because you know them outside of basketball and then uh, you compete against them. So you got to – it's an exciting one. you got to get excited for it because it's, it's a little personal almost. <laughs> and for both of these teams – they're both good ball clubs. I think both anticipating having maybe better seasons what the record is saying at this point. And I think both teams can still come on. Isak was sitting at 500, you know, going into the break, now under 500. They've dropped three straight. Um, for Kemper, they've dropped four in a row. What's it like to try and fight through and get through that losing streak and kind of get things going again? And what do, what's kind of going on mentally right now, do you think, with both of these teams? I mean, I think it's really hard. Uh, basketball season's kind of tough over winter break, so... You have that little pause, and you kind of have to. It takes sometimes it takes a little while to get back into your rhythm. So, I mean, I think they just need to work through. Both both teams have got to um, uh, regain their uh, unity and play as a team. I mean, I think that'll help both of them to uh, fight through it together. You mentioned the length of this season. I think that's sometimes why kids don't go out because it's the longest season of all of the sports seasons. You do get in a way two breaks. Some people get Thanksgiving break because they'll play games before that. Then you get the holiday break with Christmas and New Year. How hard is it to maybe just practice for a week or a week and a half and then try to get right back into games like both of these teams have had to do? Yeah, I think it's really difficult because not only are you like trying to put in place at that time, but uh, you're trying to develop some sort of chemistry, and you can't really do that if you're having you know a week off at a time, like right in the middle of the season. So. Both of the like both uh, breaks can be really difficult to uh, you know keep the uh, keep the ball rolling. Well, I uh, tell you what, we're coming here to the Mackie Motors again at pregame show, and Mackie Motors tailgate brought to you by Mackie Motors of Lake City, a recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City, or check them out online as well at MackieMotors.com. As we come to you live here from the Gatorade broadcast booth, distributed by Pepsi Beverages, Gatorade helping athletes feel, recover, and perform. And I will admit, I did not know this until I got up here tonight. It's pink up night for East Sac County, so they're in their pink uniforms tonight. You got the chance to play in those. Uh, games over the years and stuff what's it like to, to get a play in in a game where you know where you're playing it for more than just a basketball game it's to bring some awareness or something to, to, to some other cause yeah i think that's huge and like last night when they uh i know i i'm not sure if he sected it as well the blue out right I, I i know a lot of the area schools did that uh i just i think it um brings it home that, it, that it's such a great opportunity to play the game and you can really think about uh how you can how you can love through that and uh, use that opportunity you've been given. 
we'll, we'll step away, take a break. We'll be back with more of our Mackie Motors tailgate. That's coming up for you next right here on a Kick 106.7. Since 1968, Mackie Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. Mackie Motors is a full-service dealership providing oil changes in our Quick Lube Express phase, a service department with world-class trained technicians, a body shop and collision center with the latest equipment, a full vehicle detailing department, or come talk with one of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackey Motors in Lake City and MackeyMotors.com. When it comes to giving you the best yields, conditioning of your seed is the utmost importance. And Jacobson Seed, their focus is on your success. With their updated conditioning equipment, they're giving you, their valued customers, the highest quality seed. With their expanded facilities, conditioning of your seed will help prevent those unyielding, annoying, spindly plants and produce high-quality, high-yielding crops. Jacobson Seed, American veteran family-owned independent seed company. From footings to framing to finish, for farm, home, or commercial, for more than 90 years, Wallach Lumber Company has been proud to help our communities grow. With four convenient locations and one of the largest building material inventories in the area, we are sure to be able to fill all your building needs. From project design and estimating to friendly advice, we can't wait to be part of the process for you. Wall Lake Lumber, with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll. We're not your grandpa's lumber yard. People want and deserve more comfort, efficiency, and reliability, both in their homes and places of work. Dries Company will be there to meet these challenges, whether we are designing a new system or servicing your existing equipment. We are a rapidly growing company that strives to meet and exceed all your expectations. No matter if you are looking to buy new appliances or need the help from one of our certified technicians, we are here for you. We pride ourselves in our installation and service. Dries Company, servicing the Carroll area since 1933. Motors tailgate again brought to you by Mackie Motors of Lake City, recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City and check it out online at MackieMotors.com. We're going to talk about the strength of both of these teams on the inside coming up here shortly. But uh, Jeff Lang been joined here today by Catherine Mayhall. And, and Catherine, you're, you're in college, you're on break, and I understand that some of your college friends are tuning in here today <laughs> to hear you on the radio. So if yeah. you want to give a shout-out to who you think or, or who's maybe listening. I, I, I don't know. Jenna might be listening, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yeah. See what you think, so. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, shout-out to your friends that are tuning in, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So um, we were just kind of talking a little bit during the break here. Uh, you know, Franny is such an important cog doesn't always score a lot for this Kemper team, but she's really important defensively rebounding. She's kind of that hard-nosed, you know, tough girl inside. Isak's going to counter that with Addison Ehler and also Ken Court, two girls that I think last night, I think I told you, I think they teamed up for 18 points and 23 rebounds combined. So, you know, I know you played the guard spot, but you know how important that post area is. Uh, what do you think of that battle today, and what does each group need to maybe do to win that battle inside? Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see uh, what defense, if they'll keep both doing their uh, uh, normal ones or if they'll switch up on that at all, because that two-on-one might be hard against Franny, uh, and make sure she stays out of foul trouble, because she's uh, sometimes she uh, gets down there by herself, and if, if there's two on them, she can get in a little bit of foul trouble. So... But she's a she's great. 
she's great for temper, and then I see these other two can uh, work together, I mean, kind of double at it. So that'll be, I think that'll be a great matchup. If Kemper has somebody else that can maybe help Franny inside against the two-headed, you know, monster with, with Addison and Kendall, who's that other Kemper girl that maybe can slide down in there and be that other girl down on the blocks today? I'll be interested to see if Olivia Schenkelberg gets in a little bit for that, but I um, I would think Carson Overmole will do. Uh, we'll cover that for a while, maybe Lauren Bell as well. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think it'll have to be a couple different people to uh, keep them fresh. And you right away when you were looking at the rosters, you noticed the Bontrager name, uh, Sarah, the sophomore. You played against Mary. Uh, you remember how good of a player she was. So uh, what was kind of your thoughts when you saw the Bontrager name? Yeah, I remember Mary could shoot the ball like it was nobody's business. So, <laughs> I, and it seemed against, us, or against, uh, <laughs> against Kemper. She always knew how to put the ball in the hole. So I'll be really interested to see. Um, how, how Sarah will play and if it's a similar, similar game style to uh, Mary. And I know you said you got a chance to either play with or against McKenna Steiger uh, with some youth teams when yeah. you were younger. Yeah, through uh, AU we, uh, we played together for a couple. We played for some, some games and then some fall league games. And she, okay. can, she can shoot the ball extremely well. Absolutely, yeah. Both of these teams are good ball clubs. We're going to step away well quick. We'll be right back. We'll have a look at our starting lineups. That's coming up next right here on Kick 106.7. You're listening to the Mackie Motors at Tail. Hi, this is Michelle from Midwest Wholesale. Designing your dream kitchen takes experience and trust, and we have it all. We've been in the business of designing kitchens for years. It's not new to us, and that experience and knowledge is priceless when you're putting your heart into your home. Customize your kitchen design with stunning cabinetry from Kitchens Plus by Birch. Come see our showroom and let us show you the difference. Top-notch service and quality cabinetry from Kitchens Plus by Birch and Midwest Wholesale. How you want it, when you want it, where you want it, we deliver. Nothing better exemplifies teamwork than the hard work and dedication of our local student-athletes. The same can be said of the team at Domino Motors in Sac City. Whether it's pre-owned or new, parts or service, Domino Motors has the expertise you don't just need, but deserve. Domino Motors, Sac City's ideal Chevy dealer and proud supporters of the East Sac County Raiders. Are you the student athlete who gets out of bed hours before you want to and stay at school hours after class to practice? Are you one of those kids who push themselves to perform better and pull for their teammates when they struggle? Good for you. Keep working hard, but remember to dream big too. Because reaching big goals starts with dreaming big dreams. Your fans at Bank Midwest are proud of you. Great experience, one place. Take a look at our starting lineups tonight. Uh, first of all, for the Kemper Knights, again under head coach Andrew Klink. They'll be starting a 5'6 sophomore in Elsa Tiefenthaler, 5'9 junior in Carson Overmull, 5'10 senior in Aubrey Hewton, a 5'9 senior in Lauren Bell, and a 5'10 senior in Franny Glenn. We're going to step away for the national anthem. We'll have the East Act starters coming up next here on Kick 106.7. Thank you for calling Brinks Exteriors. This is Allie. Hi. We recently had a tree fall in our house, and I'd like to get an estimate on roof damage. Sure, we offer free on-site consultations for all our services. Great. While I have you, could you refer me to someone who can replace the drafty window? Brinks does windows, too, with high-quality Energy Star products. 
What if we'd like to replace our siding? Brinks has you covered. Gutters? Doors? Our name says it all. Brinks Exteriors is your headquarters for all things exterior from start to finish. Call 712-ROOF-PRO or visit BrinksExteriors.com. When it comes to sports, injuries, and pain, call the specialists at Suppy Chiropractic Clinic with Dr. Mike Suppy and Dr. Jack Janning. Dr. Suppy and Dr. Janning work closely with area athletes and teams in providing effective treatments and rehabilitation of sports-related injuries. For optimal sports performance, call Dr. Mike Suppy and Dr. Jack Janning at Suppy Chiropractic Clinic today. 792-6026. You can stop by their clinic at 1420 Highway 71 North in Carroll. Proud sponsors of all area teams. The biodiesel industry is growing at a rapid pace across the country, but also in our backyards. And Western Iowa Energy is at the forefront of that environmental and economic advancement. Western Iowa Energy is committed to producing renewable, clean-burning diesel for our area and beyond. Made from a large range of feedstocks, the biodiesel produced locally by Western Iowa Energy is creating green jobs, improving the environment, and reducing our dependence on imported diesel. Western Iowa Energy, fueling a better future. A junior in McKenna Steiger, a 5'3 senior in Jen Ashinger, a 5'5 sophomore Sarah Bontrager, 5'10 junior Addison Ehler, and a 5'9 junior in Kendall Quirk. Thanks for tuning in for our Mackey Motors at Tailgate. We're going to have Addison Ehler against Carson Overmalt in our jump off here today as we're getting set for girls basketball. East Sack in pink uniforms here today. Kemper in their road red uniforms. We are set to go. Job Langman along with Catherine Mayhall, Macy Snyder back monitoring. In the studio, we thank her for coming in on this uh, Saturday. And the opening tip is going to be controlled by the Raiders. Uh, they'll go right to left across your radio dial here in this uh, first half of play. Ashinger feeds it to Steiger on the right wing. Steiger up top now to Montrager. Back over to Ashinger. Knights will open up in a man-to-man. Ashinger looking to attack. Cut off by Tiefenthaler. Back out to Steiger. Steiger will work it back out near the half-court circle. Comes off a screen by Ehler near the right elbow. They'll bop it to Ehler who pops out top. She'll dribble down the right side against the bell, drives in, and we're going to get an offensive foul. Going to go on Addie Ehler, and that is our first foul here in the ballgame. And the Knights will have their opening possession. Pretty good defensive stop that time by Kemper early on. Yeah, they were, they were uh, holding them really well. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure the, the shot clock didn't look like it was running, but I would have been interested to see how long that possession was. Raiders going to come out with some full-court pressure. Hewton gets it near half-court. Now over to Tiefenthaler. Ashinger will pick her up. Raiders will drop into a half-court man-to-man as well. Tiefen Tuller near the scorer's table. Over to Glenn just above the right elbow. Glenn feeds the cutter. Bell shot off the right side. Up no good. And Anderson Ehler has picked up two quick ones. Uh, the junior coming in 7.9 rebounds per game. It's some early foul trouble for her. And Lauren Bell will head to the free-throw line. Bell shooting 47% from the free-throw line on the season. The Knights hitting just 57% from the line this year. And the first free throw is up. It is no good. And we are still scoreless here with 7-16 remaining here in this first quarter of play. Quick snub coming in for Sac County. Jordan Carroll going to check into the ballgame. She will check in for Ehler, who again picked up those two quick fouls. Free throw by Bell on the way. This one is up and good. Lauren hits one of two. Yeah, I think you knew that sub was going to happen. Two on her right away. Ashinger now over to Steiger. Pressure by Kemper. The pass through the hands of Quirk into the hands of Hewton. Hewton will push it down. Layup off the right side. Up no good. Tiefenthaler with the rebound. Shot blocked. And coming up with the rebound that time was 
quirk for East San County. Down to Bontrager, right side up, baseline jumper up and good. That is a two. And Sarah Bontrager will change the lead here for the first time tonight, and it's a two-to-one lead in favor of East San County. Hewton with it up top, or Glenn, excuse me, now off to Hewton. Hewton dribbles to the free throw line, kick out pass over to Overmo on the left side. Overmo with it. Penetrates down the left side, gets to the rim. Her layup is up no good. Battle for the rebound inside. It's going to be a tie-up as Overmull and Carroll that time battling for things and a little physicality after the whistle on that one. Yeah, there looks like there's a little bit of motion in there. Yeah, we saw that at the end of the JV boys game, so I wonder if it's trickled here into the start of this girls game. Overmull with it, 2-1. to one. Isak with a lead, 6.28 remaining. Hewton fires up a three and knocks that one down to Aubrey Hewton. And Catherine, she's a good shooter. If she can get going, that'll be huge for this uh, Kemper team. Yeah, she looked like she took that right in stride with confidence. Couple of lead changes here early, four to two. Montrager over to Ashinger. Ashinger goes over to the right side to Steiger, looking to drive, cut off by Overmull. Off to Ashinger on the wing, drives in on Tiefenthaler, kicks it to the corner to Steiger. Steiger back up on the right wing, up top to Montrager, left side now to Ashinger, pump fake, drives into the lane, ball stripped away, and we're going to get a whistle on a foul. That's going to go on Lauren Bell. That'll be number one on Bell, and team foul number one against uh, the Knights here. Knights look like they're really trying to uh, hold that defense. Uh, the shot clock keeps uh, running pretty low. Jen Ashinger at the line. Is that something that you think last year did you guys adjust to the shot clock pretty well? I don't think it really affected us at all, <laughs> but this this Timber Knight team seems like they're more into the defensive side, so I think they, that's one way they've excelled. And uh, the Raiders are doing pretty well holding them off. Ashinger misses the first of two free throws. 40% free throw shooter on the season. The second one up and good. That'll cut the Kemper lead here to 4-3. to three. Both teams trying to really push the floor today. Hewton out to Tiefenthaler. Good three-point shooter. It's on the way right wing. That one up no good. Bell had the rebound lost it. And coming out of there with it is going to be Montrager. Off to Ashinger. She'll push it ahead. Gets it across half court. Looks to drive over to the right side. Finds Steiger on the wing. Steiger comes back over to the left side now to Montrager. Ashinger running the baseline with Overmull tracking her. Montrager over to the right wing, down to Ashinger, right baseline three on the way up and good. And Jen Ashinger, not known as generally a scorer, looks to come out shooting well here early on. Right with a defender in her face as well. Knights are pushing the floor here. Yeah, Kemper takes it quickly down the court and draws a foul. That one's going to go against the Steiger, so that'll be number one on McKenna. Team foul number three on the Raiders here in the first quarter. Lauren Bell heading back to the free throw line was a one of two here a moment ago. Again, 47% on the season. And that one is up and good. That'll cut the East Sack lead now to six to five. How do you like the, the new rule with the fouls? Uh, we're five each quarter, and you get a chance to shoot free throws. Then it's two free throws, no more one-on-ones. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. At the end of the game, that's... That's pretty. That's a pretty big part of it, so I don't know. It kind of changes it. Second free throw up, no good. Jordan Carroll will come down with the rebound for East Sac County. Steiger gets it over to Montrager in the left corner. Now off to Ashinger. Ashinger with it. Works it up top against the Tiefenthaler. Two hard-nosed kids there. Carroll over to the left side, up top to Steiger. Pump fake, working on Kaylee Simons, who has transferred, or excuse me, has subbed in. And Steiger with a nice runner down here off the left side gets the bucket. And that's going to make it an 8-5 to five lead in favor of East Sac County. Quirk set a nice screen down there for uh, Steiger to get open. That was pretty impressive. That's one of the things that Quirk does well. Now Kaylee Simons looks to answer on the other end and banks in a three. And that'll tie the game for the first time here tonight. Kaylee Simons 
didn't get a chance to play a lot last year, got sick, and, and then I, I think she's going to be a really nice addition as this season goes on as Tiger hits another runner down on the other end. What are both teams doing offensively right now that's finding success? I think both of them are trying to, kind of trying to work it inside and then uh, hit those kick-out threes. I think uh, most of the threes have come from kick-out. I'll work it over to Hewton on the right wing. Hewton with it, bounces it up top. It's a loose on the court, going to go into the backcourt. Tiefenthaler will pick it up. There's going to be the over and back. It looks like uh, Kaylee Simon slipped a little bit, but that's where uh, Hewton's pass is going, I believe. You got a chance to see Kaylee early last season. What can she add to this team now that she's hopefully here for the entire season? Oh, she's been super impressive. She's she's one of my favorite people to watch. I mean, from any team, she just is super scrappy and always always uh, giving it her all. Ashinger over to Steiger on the right side. Steiger gets it off to Bontrager, right side, top of the key. Brings it back up, top over to Ashinger on the left wing. She'll fire up a three. This one is up no good, and there's Kaylee Simons coming down with the rebound. Simons ahead to Tiefenthaler to the long pass down to Hewton, who finds Bell underneath, and Bell going to draw some contact. She's going to get to the free throw line for the third time here tonight, and a very well-executed break that time uh, for the Kemper Knights as they pushed it, to, and Catherine really didn't dribble much on that. It was a lot of passes that got them down the floor. Yeah, nice uh, nice look by Aubrey Hewton, uh, working that right around the defender to, to Bell. Bell's first free throw is up and good. She has three of five from the free throw line. That'll cut the ESAC lead here to 10-9. Anna McCullough has checked into the ballgame as well. Now Sierra Prudence checking into the lineup for Aubrey Hewton, 346 left here in the first quarter. Our motor end player of the game coming up in the postgame, motor end of carrier, premier Toyota Chevy and Buick dealership for everything from sales to service to parts and a collision. Kendall Quirk with a rebound off of the Mel. Bell miss on that second free throw. Steiger with it. Finds McCullough down to the left corner to Montrager. Montrager looking to drive. Cut off by Pudens. Brings it back out in the corner. Up to Ashinger. Up top left side. Top of the key to Steiger. Steiger will back it back out. It looks like the Knights have dropped into a zone here. Three-point shot on the way from Steiger. In and out. No good. And there's Franny Glenn pulling down the Kemper rebound. Her first to the ballgame. Ahead to Tiefenthaler. Now to Simons. Down on the right baseline. Back out to Tiefenthaler. Right side top of the key. Three on the way. Up. No good. Battle for the rebound, tipped around. It's going to go out of bounds. It'll stay with the Knights as it was last touched by Kendall Cork. And Kemper really looking to run in this game. Yeah, it does seem like they're trying to put the floor really hard. Lauren Bell will check out of the lineup. Carson Overmull back onto the floor here for Kemper. They'll box it up around the lane as Tiefenthaler looks to inbound. Bobs it to Overmull, left side, top of the key. Down to the corner to Tiefenthaler. Pump fake gets the baseline. Drives in. Runner up off the glass. No good. Franny Glenn rips down the rebound. Draws some contact. The shot went. So they're going to call the foul on the floor before the shot. That is going to be the fifth foul against Sac County. I think that uh, defensive battle we were talking about before the game down low is really, uh, is really showing itself right now. That foul here on Kendall Quirk, her first. You can tell both teams coming in very aggressive on the glass here early on. That's five fouls, so it should be two free throws coming up here for Franny Glenn. And I think officials were over halfway through this first season. I think they're still getting, you know, adjusted yeah. to this new rule. Yeah, he was trying to have it outside. Franny Glenn to the line, 54% on the season, and the first one is up and good. Knights have done a nice job getting to the line here so far tonight. They are right now four of seven from the free throw line as Glenn ties this game at 10 apiece, our second tie here in the game. Second free throw on the way. It is up no good. And the rebound, it's tipped around. It'll be Montrager that will track it down for Isak County. Raiders get it to Steiger. Under three minutes remaining here in the first quarter. Steiger with it. Up top against Overmull. Over to McCullough. Down to the right corner now to 
Chloe Barrett, who has checked in. Back to Cork, up top to Bontrager. Left side now to Steiger. Knights have stayed man-to-man. Steiger with it up top. Comes off a screen, and we're going to get a call on Carson Overmull running through Anna McCullough that time. That'll be number one on Overmull. Team found number two on the Knights here in the quarter. What have you seen from both teams defensively here, Catherine? I've just seen a lot of aggression, in my opinion. I think there's... I think they're both playing uh, pretty pretty fast. Ashinger over to the right side to Steiger. Steiger with it now to Barrett on the right elbow. Back out to Steiger, about 24 feet away on the right side. Up top to McCullough, and Simons jumps the passing lane. Kaylee comes up with a steal. Layup on the other end is up and good. And the Knights back on top here by a score of 12-10. to 10. As Kaylee Simons will get the steal and bucket, her first bucket here tonight. Raiders will bring it up with Steiger. 205 remaining. Three-point shot up no good. And the rebound to Sierra Pudence for Kemper. Pudence with it now off to Tiefenthaler. Long pass down to Overmull. Overmull near the scores table. Up top to Tiefenthaler. Going to fire up the 20-footer. It's up and good. And the Knights have extended their largest lead of the game. First points here tonight for Elsa Tiefenthaler. 15-10 now in favor of uh, Kemper. Both teams are looking pretty confident with their shooting girls right in their face. Steiger over the left side to Barrett. She's looking to answer her three. It's up no good. Rebound tipped around. It'll be Tiefenthaler. We'll track it down. Tiefenthaler works it over towards the left side, top of the key over to Overmull. Open on the right wing. That three is up and good. Fourth three of the quarter here for the Kemper Knights. They lead it now 18-10 to 10 as they extend on that largest lead. And now we're going to get a jump ball. As Simons and Pudence defending against Ashinger in the backcourt. And the possession now are going to favor the Raiders. Talk about what Elsa created there to get Overmull open for that shot. I, uh, she she kind of pump faked it like she was going to shoot it. And after she had just uh, made that last one, uh, I think they thought of her as a pretty good threat. And uh, Carson was open right on the side. They hit her with a nice pass. I like that confidence uh, from Carson because uh, right in her face. Barrett near half court gets it across to Cork. They'll work it over to Steiger left side. Pump fake dribbles down on the baseline. Cut off by Simons out to Ashinger. She'll drive in and she's going to be called for the travel. That's one of those you pump fake. You just don't quite get that dribble down before you shuffle the feet and get called for the travel. And the turnover going to give it back over to the Knights. Minute four remaining here in this first quarter. Pudin's going to check out of the ball game. Nope, she's actually coming over to inbound right at the end of the bench. They'll get it over to Kaylee Simons. Simons will throw it long down to the wing on the left side to Tiefenthaler. Skip pass over to Pudin's right side. Back to Simons' right side, top of the key over to Tiefenthaler left side. Tiefenthaler working against that 2-3 zone down to the baseline to Pudin's. Drives under the basket, finds Overmole left wing up top to Steiger. Right side now to Simons. Steiger jumps out under. They'll get Glenn down on the block against Quirk, and that is going to be a foul on Kendall Quirk. And that is a two. So right now we talked early. Uh, Catherine, uh, about the strength of Isak down in the block with Anderson Ehler and Kendall Court. Now both are two fouls here in this first quarter. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, how, how, that'll, how that'll continue because they're both showing a lot of strength in the, um, down in the post, both teams. Franny Glenn with the free throw extends that Kemper lead here to 19-10. to 10. Glenn now two of three at the line, make it three of four as she knocks down both of them. Kemper really doing an outstanding job of getting to the line. They've got their largest lead here of 10, and they are currently 6 of 10 from the free throw line. He sacked just a 1 of 2. Pressure again by Kemper. 
Barrett with it, bounces it ahead to Jordan Carroll. Carroll with it across half court. Now to Ashinger, left to right side, excuse me, to Steiger. She'll fire up a three from the corner, and that one is up in good. And that's a big shot uh, for East Sac County from McKenna Steiger, her first three of the ball game. Well, she's been doing a great job handling the presser, uh, and then that shot was huge. She's really facilita- facilitating their team really well. Steiger coming up with it for the Raiders, pushes it ahead, down to 14 seconds left, over to Barrett here on the right or left wing. Barrett brings it up. Tries to find Cork inside. Bell knocks it away. It's loose. Cork comes up with it, goes up with a shot, and going to be fouled by Kaylee Simon. And that time, Cork just kind of fighting for that one, comes up with what really was a loose basketball, and that's huge. Uh, for her to get a chance to go here to the free throw line as the Raiders get a chance to get on the board here towards the end of this first quarter. Cork at the line, 53% on the season. He sank just 55% from the line as a team this year. The free throw on the way is up and no good. John Minahan, the Kemper boys coach, down here chatting with some of his guys as they'll have the second game, of course, here on kick against... The ESAC guys, and they're sitting across the way. Second free throw from Quirk. Up no good. Lauren Bell will come down with the rebound. Bell gets it to half court. Fires one up. It's off the rim. That one almost fell. But we are through a one-quarter of play. Kemper going to hold a 20-13 to 13 lead. We'll have the second quarter coming up in one minute right here on Kick 106.7. Arcadia Meets proudly supports ESAC County student-athletes for more than 40 years. Arcadia Meets has set the bar high when it comes to official and custom processing of your animals, retail needs, and wholesale distribution. Serving all of Iowa and beyond, whether you're looking for fresh steaks, pork products, their famous herbs jerky, or any products for your personal or business needs, look for all of your Arcadia Meats favorites at a store or restaurant near you. And go Raiders! Hi, this is Terry with Avala Bank. We hope all our area teams have a great season this year and wish you the best of luck. As a team, you know how important it is to prepare for the next big game. Your finances should be treated the same way. At Avala, we make taking care of your money easy with simple free checking. No minimum balance, no monthly service charge, and only a $50 minimum deposit required to open. Stop into Avala Bank to get started with the Avala team today. Avala Bank, member Camper up at 20 to 13. Charlotte Hackford into the game for the first time. We'll inbound it to Tiefen Taller as the Knights will have the basketball to start this second quarter up by seven. They'll find Overmole up top over to the left side to Hackford. Hackford over to a Tiefenthaler, right side three on the way up. No good. Long rebound. It's going to go out of bounds. Is that off of McCullough? It is. As McCullough and Overmole were both sprinting after that one, and McCullough goes down. It bounces off of her and out of bounds. Great hustle by both of those. Elsa Tiefenthaler going to check out as Kaylee Simons checking in. And I know Elsa struggling a little bit, was injured last night with her ankle. And uh, I talked to her before the game, and she said, it doesn't matter what happens, Jeff, I'm going to play. That's just the mentality that Elsa has. That's Elsa for you. Yep. Glenn over to Overmull, down on the left side, top of the key, over to Simons on the right side, down to the baseline to Bell, working against McCullough. Slides in, a nice little shot under the rim, able to slide it up and over. And it's 22-13. Kemper, that was a nice move that time by Lauren Bell. Yeah, I did not look like that ball was going in. <laughs> Addison Ehler back on the floor. Has the ball knocked away by Overmull. It'll be out of bounds. It'll stay with the Raiders. They'll inbound with a Barrett into the backcourt to, to Ashinger. Actually, actually just came right into the front court. They'll work it now to Ehler. Over to McCullough at the free throw line. McCullough now over to Bontrager. Up top to Barrett. Barrett finds McCullough at the free throw line. McCullough kicks it out to Ehler. 
Feeler left side, top of the key over to Ashinger. Ball tipped away. Ashinger will gather it back in. Back over now to Bontrager on the wing. She'll pick up the dribble up top to Ehler. Now to McCullough. McCullough down the right side. Slides in. Goes up against Glenn and lays it up and in. Anna McCullough, hard-working senior, great young lady, gets the bucket there. And that's going to make it now 22-15 to 15 in favor of Kemper. Overmull with it on the right wing. Yeah, uh, the... The Raiders are running a little bit of a similar offense that the Knights usually run, so I'm I'm unsure if they're if they're norm, uh, use how to defend that. Overmore with the runner in the lane, shot up no good, a rebound taken down that time up by Ehler. Ehler off uh, to Bontrager, she'll push it ahead now up top to Barrett. Barrett handles it up top, finds Ehler who pops out down to the left wing to Bontrager. Bontrager off of a screen, gonna fire up a. 17-footer, it's up no good. Rebound tipped around. Ehler fighting along with uh, Bell on that one. It'll be out of bounds off of Ehler, and it's going to be a night basketball. 6.08 remaining here in the first half. Roselle Mutual Halftime Report coming up. Jeff Blankman, Catherine Mayhall with you today up in Sac City. We've got uh, Macy Snyder back in the studio. You can hear Coach Clint calling out triangle. Assignment brings it up the right side. Down to the baseline to Bell. Bell finds the cutter. Glenn, the layup is up and good. Perfectly executed. Great cut and pass by Lauren Bell. Great vision. Bell with the assist. Glenn with the bucket. Knights will come back out with some pressure. Lead is at 9. At 24-15. And now you get the steal by Bell ahead to Simons. The layup is up and good. Bell with the assist and the steal on that one. Simons with her second bucket. Now 26 to 15, and we're going to get a travel on the other end. Going to go against Eastside County. The Knights seem like they're picking up that uh, pressure and intensity a little bit on the um, on the on the uh, press defense. So. And you see McKenna Steiger and Kendall Quirk back onto the floor. Charlotte Hackford will check out as well for Kemper. Knights are going to have Glenn Simons, Tiefenthaler, Bell, and Overmull. So they're starting five. Ashinger Quirk. Ehler, Bontrager, and also Steiger. So the starting five on the floor as well for East Sac County. They find Glenn in the lane. She's going to be tied up by Jen Ashinger. We talk about the way that Elsa plays and the way that Kaylee plays, but Jen Ashinger is the same way for East Sac County, a motor that never stops. Uh, she'll run through a wall to get a loose ball if she has to. Just a fun kid to watch play. Yeah, this team has been really fun because both teams are really getting after it like that. Chip pass, ball going to be knocked out of bounds. It'll stay. With East Sac County, Steiger will inbound over in front of their parent section right near the half-court line. I'll get it into the backcourt to Ashinger. Knight's going to stay man-to-man again this trip down. They'll work it over to Ehler out high on the right side, about 32 feet away. And then she'll travel with the basketball. And that was defensive pressure that time, Catherine. She wanted to make the pass, and then somebody started to jump that passing lane. Yeah, they're, they're really picking up that intensity on defense. And I'm, I, I think it might take a it's, – Sac it's, is starting to pick up on it, but – uh, I think it'll, I think it'll be all right. Simons off to Glenn near the right elbow. Kick pass down to the left corner. Now to Tiefenthaler. Her three on the way. It's short. Rebound is loose, and Kendall Court going to come out of there with it. Her third of the ball game. Pass tipped by Simons out of bounds near the scores table. It'll stay with the Raiders as Bontrager is trying to find Steiger down in that left corner. Lauren Bell now going to check out. Addie Entover going to check in for the first time here tonight. A five-nine freshman for Kemper. Just picked up the suit, I think, yeah. before last night's game, if I remember right. Yeah. Ashinger with it. Now off to Ehler. That pass was tipped. Ehler tracks it down. Simon knocks it away. It'll go out of bounds. It'll stay with the Raiders. 4.35 remaining here in the first half. We had four lead changes and two ties early in this game, but Kemper went up 12-10 to and has 
slowly pulled away since then, up 26-15. to 15. East Stanton County struggled from the floor last night, hitting just 22%. Been struggling to shoot here tonight. Bontrager going to fire up the three. That one off the rim, no good. Franny Glenn will come down with her third rebound of the game tonight. Soft now to Simons. I think Ashender's also, one thing she's done really well is uh, keep calm for her team. I think she hasn't seemed to get out of control at all, which is really impressive. Yeah, great senior leadership. Glenn finds the cutter. Simons shot up no good. Rebound tipped around. Simons will save it into the hands of Overmull. And great hustle by Overmull to track that one down. Now the ball lost and coming up with it is going to be court for Isak over to Ashinger. Ashinger across half court, drives over to the right side. And now we're going to get a reach in foul and that's going to go on Elsa Tiefenthaler and that is going to be her first. It'll be the first on either team here in this second quarter. And I see a bunch of young girls running around in basketball uniforms. I think we might get a game at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> oh, man. I'm hoping anyway. By the way, Jeff Storyhan in the house tonight as well. He's taking photos, and you'll find those photos free to download on the Mackey Motors and the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network Facebook pages. They'll probably get them up sometime this weekend. So, again, Jeff been taking high school sports pictures in the Carroll area since the mid-1980s. Uh, Ashinger's three up top, no good. For Annie Glenn, clears her fourth rebound for the night. Off to Tiefenthaler. Tiefenthaler will bring it up. Isak does a nice job getting back defensively into that 2-3 zone. Glenn with it. Finds Tiefenthaler over on the right side. Tiefenthaler back over to Hewton. Her three on the way. It is up no good. And Glenn tries to save it, but ends up throwing the ball out of bounds. Great hustle that time again, though, by Franny. Glenn, 3.26 left in this first half of a play. Yeah, it seemed that um, that possession that the Knights were running that same offense, very similar that the uh, Raiders have been running most of the night. How are they looking to attack that 2-3 right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it looks like they're they're running a the cutter, and then uh, after that they're they're looking for maybe a kick out or uh, hitting the cutter. Aubrey Hewton with her second steal of the game. Hewton gets it back now from Tiefenthaler to Glenn just above the free throw line. They'll work it down to the right baseline. Bell drives in, running layup, no good. Rebound tipped out of bounds, but we're going to get a whistle and a foul on Franny Glenn. And that is going to be number one on Glenn, second team foul against the Knights here in the quarter. Barrett will check in for Isak. Pudence will check in now for Isak. County. how do the Raiders look like they're trying to attack Kemper down here against that man-to-man? Um, I think I, they're not uh, they're not driving a ton, but when they do, they're trying to make the most out of that. And then otherwise, just uh, through that high post and a little bit of a cutting action off of there. When Bontrager on the left side, up top to Barrett, now to Quirk on the left elbow. Quirk with it, spins to the free throw line, now penetrates down the lane, tries to fight through a reach-in by a Sierra Pudence, and Pudence going to pick up the foul. That'll be her first and the team's third here in this second quarter of play. That's a non-shooting foul, so the Raiders will inbound down on the baseline. So they're going to reset the shot clock here. Hadn't really paid a whole lot of attention to the shot clock. Hasn't been many times. I think it's gotten down too far. Yeah, no, I, I agree. One game this year I had three shot clock violations. I don't think I've had more than one in any other game I've done this year. Most games have had none. Ashinger with it. Bounces it left side to Bontrager. She's going to fire up a three. It's up off the front of the rim. No good. Pudence tips the rebound. It's loose on the floor. We're going to get a jump ball. As Antover, Pudence, Cork, and Ehler all down on the floor fighting for that one. Possession there will favor Kemper. Randy Glenn, Carson Overmull, Kaylee Simons will check in. Looks like Antover, Hewton, and Pudence will check out. And now Jordan Carroll coming in for Isak. She'll check in for Addie Ehler. 
one thing I think the both teams are doing really well is they're getting a hand on almost every pass. Mm-hmm. It's been really, uh, really scrappy. It's it's pretty fun to watch. Low scoring first half here, really, at oh, 26 yeah. to 15. Yeah. Keith and Taller over on the right wing, down to the baseline to Simons. Simons picked up down there by Bontrager. They'll work it now to Bell, back over to the wing. Left side now to Overmall. Good ball movement by Kemper. Overmall's three up, no good. And the battle for the rebound, Lauren Bell, and there is the putback from Lauren Bell. We talked about her a little bit in the pregame, about her maybe being a player that could help out down in the post. She's such a strong rebounder. Yeah, I think she's really stepped into her, her role this year, and it's been really fun to watch her. Bontrager on the left side, penetrates in, takes it in underneath the runner-up. No good. Rebound to Quirk. Put back no good. And the rebound is going to be a foul on Quirk, battling that time with a bell. So Kendall Quirk just picked up her third, and it's decision time now for Jason Phillips as he needs to decide whether or not he feels she can be out there, and I don't think he does. Anna McCullough going to check in for her. I mean, each ball, there there is uh, multiple girls on it, so... These fouls, I'm I'm not super surprised they're happening both teams. We haven't had a ton of fouls. It just seems like it's always been on the same kids. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're they're battling. Bell now in down the cutter. Tiefenthaler shot up no good. Glenn comes down with a rebound. The shot blocked, though. And now the ball tipped out into the hands of Overmull. Overmull back inside now to Glenn on the block. Turnaround jumper up no good. And a whistle and a foul. And that is going to go against Anna McCullough from East Sac County. So McCullough will pick up. Her second here in the ballgame. That'll right, be the second team foul against the Raiders. Glenn fouled in the active shooting. Franny going to head back to the line. Three of four at the line tonight. And the free throw on the way is up off the front of the rim. No good. Pudens back in the lineup now for Tiefenthaler. Looks like Franny's averaging about five and a half a game. So she's almost she's at five right now. Almost uh, uh, at her mark before the half. Yep, there she goes. That one is up and good. I always said when she was playing as a freshman, I'm like, someday she could be a girl that could be a, a 10-11 point a game and about a 10-11 rebound a game type of a player. Yeah, and it's almost half of her points are just coming from those rebounds. Just put back. Just, uh, she plays really aggressive. Sometimes I see her get those offensive rebounds and look to kick it out. I'd like to see her go back up with those. I agree, I agree. Bontrager down to the corner, drives in. A little baseline off the runner up, no good. And Ashinger going to clear the rebound for the Raiders. Gets it out to Barrett and almost. That one rattled in and out, no good. And the rebound again to Franny Glenn. That one was three-quarters of the way down. And a nice push it ahead. But hustling back is it Jordan Carroll to tip that one out of bounds. That took away what would have been a wide-open layup for Kemper. So a great job by Jordan Carroll on the hustle. Yeah, she came flying out of nowhere. Ackford to inbound, finds the cutter, Kaylee Simons. And did we get a foul inside? We did on Kemper. Franny. Let's see, and that's going to go on Franny Glenn. So Franny picks up her second set in the screen inside. And now Eddie Intover going to check back in for her. Coach doesn't want her picking up a third one here in this quarter. Barrett with it, pressure again by Kemper. Ashinger with it. Long pass down to the left side to Bontrager. She'll make the catch. Dribbles down on the wing. About 20 seconds difference between the shot and game clutch. Barrett with it up top. Picked up by Simons. Over to the left side. Ashinger with it. Now defended by Overmull. Looks to drive. Cut off at the elbow. Gets it up top to Bontrager. Over to Ashinger again on the left wing. Ashinger again looking to drive. Lost it. We're going to get a travel call on Jen Ashinger. And good defense again out front. 
Sierra Puda and Scaly Simons both really good, and so is Carson Overmold defensively. Yeah, I think defense, uh, defense is, uh, they're strong too, uh, all three of them really. And I think they uh, kind of pride themselves in that. So it's been it's been a really defensive game almost. Shot clock is off. Kemper has it with 22 seconds to go. Hackford with it left wing, penetrates in. Up to Overmull over to Simons on the left side. Pump fake drives in, gets to the rim. Runner off the rim, no good. And the rebound taken down by Bontrager, her third off now to Barrett. Raiders with it. Eight seconds left here. Long pass down to Bontrager left side. Penetrates in. Gets it back off to Barrett. Down to four. Barrett step back three on the way. Up off the front of the rim. No good. And that is going to do it for the first half of play. Kemper slowly pulled away as that uh, first half went on. They held the Raiders to just a two points in that second quarter. But the Raiders held the Knights to just nine. It's 29-15 at the halftime. Roselle Mutual Halftime Report coming up next right here on Kick 106.7. Teamwork begins by building trust. Putting trust in your teammates isn't just for game day. It's important when it comes to your insurance coverage, too. Roselle Mutual and Grinnell Mutual are here to provide you with expertise, exceptional service, and quality insurance for all of your needs. Coming together is the beginning. Staying together makes progress, and working together creates success. For commercial, farm, home, and auto insurance, give them a call to Today at 792-4525. Roselle Mutual, proudly insuring the area since 1876. It's common to feel overwhelmed when it comes to insurance. That's why you need to have an agent you can trust. For almost 150 years, Roselle Mutual has been insuring homes, farms, and much more in Carroll and the surrounding communities. At Roselle Mutual, you can depend on us to personally guide you and recommend coverage that's best for your shiny new car, your latest ATV, or if you want to put the best protection on your family, home, or farm. We are here to provide you with expertise, exceptional service, and quality insurance for all your needs. Roselle Mutual, a partner of Grinnell Mutual. Give us a call at 792-4525. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Auto Group in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Each week, be sure to check out the Vehicle of the Week on our station website at 1380kcim.com, our social media platforms, and our new mobile app. You can also tune in to any of the games on broadcasting. Look for your perfect vehicle at New Way Auto Group, where you get free oil changes for life and home of warranty forever. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is a proud supporter of the East Sac Raiders. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is dedicated to providing reliable, affordable, and responsible electricity. Whether watching TV or using the Internet, Raccoon Valley's member owners depend on the electricity from Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative to power their lives and to keep them connected with family, friends, and communities. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is your Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Family-owned and operated since 1948, Quant Auto Salvage is the area's best full-service scrap facility. Whether you're looking to sell scrap iron, vehicles, or batteries, or you need to locate that difficult-to-find part for your vehicle, they have what you need. And if it isn't in stock, they can locate it with their nationwide parts database. Quant Auto Salvage. They sell the best and recycle the rest. to care for in your life XY Nationwide is on your side Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates, Columbus, Ohio. Here at Gretemann and Associates, we know that finding the right protection for you and your family's needs is important. That's why we partner with Nationwide, offering protection for you, your family, your business, and your future. Call 712-792-5050 or visit Gretemann.com to learn more. 
Sunshine Show sponsored by Roselle Mutual Insurance. Roselle Mutual knows that teamwork begins with building trust. It's important when it comes to your insurance needs, too. Roselle Mutual, Grinnell Mutual, they're here to provide you with expertise and exceptional service. Give them a call today at 712-792-4525. Jeff Blankman and Kate, uh, Catherine and May, I almost wanted to call you Kate. I think you're okay with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we're here with you in Sac City here today. We've got uh, Macy Snyder back in the studio. Kemper leading right now 29-15 to 15 at the halftime. And we've got uh, uh, some young Raiders down here battling things out. And I think one of them's glasses, you said, got knocked off earlier. I don't know if that's her, but somebody's getting something worked on yeah. over on the baseline. I hope her glasses didn't get broke as a guy that wore them growing up. I know what that is like. But yeah. uh, good first half here. Kemper kind of pulled away late in that first quarter, Kate. Um, a lot of that, the free throw line, the free throw disparity right now, Kemper 7 of 12 from the line, East Sack 1 of 4. What's the Knights been able to do to be able to get to the line so much? It's not that the officials are doing anything bad. Kemper's just been able to get to the line more. Yeah, I think the main way that they're doing that is uh, just getting lower in the post. Uh, a lot of that uh, high post action in the cutting is they're, they're doing a great job, and they're going up really strong with it, but... Uh, they're they're doing they're doing okay shooting them, but um, I think uh, they would uh, like to find some more success at the line. It'll be interesting to talk with Coach Phillips at halftime of the boys' game. Him and Coach Clink and a player from each team expected to join us, but um, he started in a man-to-man, then had to go to zone. Do you think that was because of the foul trouble that Isak has faced here in this first half? Yeah, I think that, and also that that they just needed a little bit more help down low, mainly because of the um, foul trouble, and they had to get some smaller girls in there because they're. Their uh, main gals were in a little bit of foul trouble. Defensively, what has Kemper done well to hold Isak County to 15 here in the first half? I think the main thing that they've done is, is uh, sped, them, sped them up really qu- quicker than they would like with their press. Um, uh, just getting a lot of hands in passing lanes and then uh, finishing those buckets is almost where they've gotten most of their points. So I think uh, that's just the intensity is, is what's uh, getting to Isak a little bit. If you're Isak and you're Coach Phillips right now in the locker room, what are you talking about? How do you try to attack that pressure and maybe get some easy shots here in the second half? I think they did a great job at the end uh, figuring, figuring out how to break that press a little bit. But I think just uh, um, and Ashinger is doing a great job as well as Tiger as um, just calming the girls down a little, like just holding them, holding them pretty cool. So I think um, at the end they were doing a great job with that and just stay calm with it because um, – then in the in the half court they weren't doing they weren't doing too bad, so I think if they can get the ball up calmly, it'll be pretty close. Do they need to get more looks for Steiger shooting the ball pretty well today? She had some early when they were in the game. I thought the Knights did a nice job of taking her out. How did they get McKenna Steiger going in the second half? Yeah, I, I thought she needed more touches as well. Uh, she's a great shooter, and uh, I think she needs to they may, maybe set a few screens for her. So, somehow get her open and get her get her shooting because she's she's a great shooter. Absolutely. Our score here, 29-15 to 15 at the halftime. You're listening to the Roselle Mutual Halftime Reporters. We come to you live here from the Gatorade Broadcast Booth, distributed by Pepsi Beverages. Gatorade helping athletes fuel, recover, and perform. Motor and player of the game coming up in the postgame tonight as well. We'll step away take a break. Back with our first half numbers right after this 
on Keck 106.7. RJB Transport and Peterson Logistics in Westside is more than just a trucking company. They're a family-owned business with expertise in transportation and logistics. RJB Transport uses top-of-the-line equipment and experienced drivers, so you can count on a job well done with unmatched service. Check out RJB Transport on Facebook to learn more about in-state and long-haul employment opportunities. Or call Big Pete today, 515-231-6742. That's 515-231-6742. Hi, this is Dr. Mulbauer from McFarland Clinic in Carroll. If you are expecting a baby, our family medicine department is here to help you every step of the way. Our physicians provide prenatal care and services, childbirth, and postpartum care. Your McFarland Clinic family medicine physicians can perform C-sections and VBACs during delivery. Call our family medicine office at 712-792-1500 or visit our website at mcfarlandclinic.com for more information. McFarland Clinic Carroll, here for you and your growing family. One gig-capable network and over a century of service, Cornbelt Telephone in Wall Lake is more than just phone. Servicing rural SAC, western Calhoun, and northern Carroll counties with over 90 cable TV channels, up to 100 Mbps fiber optic internet speed, and providing unlimited data usage with no contracts. We're Cornbelt Telephone, and we're powered by fiber optics, so you can do more. Find us on Facebook, call us at 712-664-2221, or visit us on the web at cornbelttelephone.com to see what we can do for you. Go Raiders! Halftime show again sponsored by Roselle Mutual Insurance. Roselle Mutual knows that teamwork begins with building trust. It's important when it comes to your insurance needs, too. Roselle Mutual, Grinnell Mutual, they're here to provide you with expertise and exceptional service. Call them today, 712-792-4525. Let's take a look at our numbers here in the first half, and these are unofficial, of course, uh, for the Kemper Knights. Uh, Elsa Tiefendaler, three points, two rebounds, and an assist. Carson Overmore with uh, three points. Aubrey Hewton has got uh, three points to go with uh, two steals. Lauren Bell, good first half, seven points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Franny Glenn, six points, six rebounds. Kaylee Simons also has been outstanding off of the bench with seven points and uh, two rebounds, and also a steal. Tierra Pudens also with a rebound. The Knights, seven of 12 from the free throw line uh, for East San County. McKenna Steiger, seven points to go with a rebound. Jen Ashinger with uh, four points to go with a rebound and uh, two assists. Sarah Bontrager's got two points to go with three rebounds. Addison Ehler with a rebound. Kendall Quirk with four rebounds and a steal. And Jordan Carroll has got a rebound. Well, Anna McCullough with uh, two points. The Raiders just uh, one of four from the free throw line. We'll step away, take a break. We've got uh, the second half coming up for you right after this on Kick 106.7. Did you know if you experience a sports injury, Loring Hospital in Sac City has an experienced team to get you back in the game. With the team approach at Loring Hospital, our physical therapists can provide you the one-on-one personalized rehabilitation you may need. At Loring Hospital, we will help athletes of all ages be the safest and best they can be. For more information, call Loring Hospital in Sac City at 712-662-7105. Loring Hospital, your family health center. From bump, set, spike to the crack of the bat, at Motor Inn of Carroll, we love our high school sports. And we love the opportunity to support our local schools, athletes, coaches, and parents. Through the hard work of our kids, we get the enjoyment of watching and listening to their activities. Other life lessons, like teamwork and citizenship, help create outstanding young women and men we are so proud to sponsor. Good luck to all of our local sports teams. 
for Motor Inn of Carroll. Utility vehicles have become commonplace on Iowa farms, but people don't always remember the first UTV, the Kawasaki Mule. In 1988, the Kawasaki Mule was introduced and quickly became known for how useful it was and how tough it was. However, one thing was apparent, they were too slow. Now, for 2024, Kawasaki has a mule that's just as fast as the competition, but still has that legendary reliability and a standard three-year warranty. We're proud to have Kawasaki here at Olson's Outdoor Power and want you to stop in and check one out today. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop. When it comes to giving you the best yields, conditioning of your seed is the utmost importance. And Jacobson Seed, their focus is on your success. With their updated conditioning equipment, they're giving you, their valued customers, the highest quality seed. With their expanded facilities, conditioning of your seed will help prevent those unyielding, annoying, spindly plants and produce high-quality, high-yielding crops. Jacobson Seed, American veteran family-owned independent seed company. Live here from the Gatorade Broadcast booth, distributed by Pepsi Beverages. Gatorade helping athletes fuel, recover, and perform. ESAC and Kemper basketball for you on this uh, Saturday late afternoon. Again, I'll head back to the office and uh, type up recap stories uh, from this doubleheader. Also, Arweva's doubleheader with Woodbury Central today. And almost all of our wrestling teams in action, girls and boys today. So I'll have recap stories for all of those tournaments and invitationals that they're in today. I know Kemper down uh, at uh, Tri-Center today for the boys, uh, and then uh, ESEC boys wrestled last night. Girls are both in action today as well, and then uh, we've got the Carroll boys swim team in action. So I'll get recaps of everything up for you later tonight on the Branks Exterior Sports Report at sports.1380kcim.com. Raiders with the basketball down 29-15. We're just underway here in the third quarter. Raiders in there. Pink out uniforms tonight. McKenna Steiger fires up a runner from the right side. It's up no good. Either with the rebound, her putback is up no good. And now we're going to get a battle inside for the rebound. Do we get a foul inside? We did. And did that go? Let's see. I'm going to wait till they put it up on the board here. Because um, if that's on one of the post players for East Sac County, uh, it's going to be. And oh. that is on Kendall Quirk. And that is number four on her. I was wondering... It was her and Ealer that were down in there battling. So that's that's a big fourth foul yeah. here early in this uh, third quarter. Tiefenthaler brings it up, defended by Ashinger. Raiders have gone back to a man-to-man. Overmull with it right corner, now off to Hewton. Knights hit four threes early in this game. Tiefenthaler going to fire up another one. It's up no good. Rebound tipped around. It'll be pulled in by Ealer. Outlets it over here on the, the right side. They'll get it to Steiger, and now we're going to get a carry. And... For a team to come out and shoot to three early, what does that do psychologically to the to the other team defensively? If, if somebody's coming out and hitting threes against you early on, oh, it's draining because not only are you trying to cover the normal cut and drive, you have to uh, really fly it on those threes. So, Tiefen Taller with it up top now to Glenn. Tiefen Taller will cut through. Overmall cuts around. Now cutting down through is a bell. The layup on the way up, no good. And there's Ealer with another rebound, her fourth of the ball game, and now another turnover on East Sac County. So they've had three possessions here in this third quarter, one offensive foul. Now they've had back-to-back turnovers So the Knights with an opportunity to extend on the lead here, up 14 early in the third quarter. Glenn with it. Raiders look like they've gone back to a 2-3 zone. Bell now at the free throw line over to... Keevan Tuller, they'll work it left side to Overmold down to Hewton, open for three, up and good. There she goes. When she when she starts to shoot one, she can uh, really get on a roll, so they got to be careful with her. 
32 now 15 as the Knights extend on the largest lead of the ballgame. Now we get another travel going to go on East End County. Bontrager was doubled up near the half court line and the sidelines and ends up traveling with the basketball. I think the intensity might be getting a little bit to their head, but uh, I think uh, Ashinger and Spagger can hopefully uh, keep them calm. The others are uh, doing a great job as well. Taller firing up a three right side, up no good. Battle for the rebound for Annie Glenn, comes out with it, misses the shot. Bell with the rebound, put back no good, battle inside, and it's going to be taken out of there by Anna McCullough for the Kemper Knights, or excuse me, for the East Acker Raiders. Steiger drives in the lane, little fadeaway runner up in good. Nice soft touch that time by McKenna Steiger. We're going to get a quick timeout called here by East St. County. They trail it 32-17. to 17. We'll step away with them. We're back right after this on 93.7, excuse me, on KIT 106.7. From footings to framing to finish, for farm, home, or commercial, for more than 90 years, Wallach Lumber Company has been proud to help our communities grow. With four convenient locations and one of the largest building material inventories in the area, we are sure to be able to fill all your building needs. From project design and estimating to friendly advice, we can't wait to be part of the process for you. Wallach Lumber, with locations in Wallach, Lakeview, Potable, and Carroll. We're not your grandpa's lumber yard. Outlaw Graphics in Carroll is ready to assist your business, team, or organization. They can provide you with vehicle graphics, commercial signs, indoor-outdoor signs, apparel, promo items, and so much more. If you want your logo on it, they can do it. Personalize any event with t-shirts, koozies, or hats. If you are busy, Outlaw Graphics Promo to Go team will come to you with their unique designs to complete the job. For more information, check out Outlaw Signs Graphics and Apparel on Facebook. Stephen Dollar getting it up across half court. Lobs it to Glenn up top. Just under six left here in the third quarter. Bell in the lane. Bounces it back to Glenn. Free throw jumper on the way up and good. And those two are starting to get a pretty good connection with each other. Oh, yes, they are. And I think uh, Glenn is starting to get a little bit more confident in that uh, free, throw, free throw line shot. Yeah, I always heard she could shoot the outside shot really well. So Steyer going to fire up a three Ooh. left side. And McKenna says, I'm going to try and shoot my team Back into it, back-to-back buckets for her now for the Raiders. It's 34-20. to 20. That was a confident shot. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. That was an aggressive shot. Is it? Diefenzeller now takes it to the hole and comes up with a bucket on the other end. It was a defensive first half. Looks like we may have an offensive second half here as both teams starting to come alive offensively. Great defense on that play. I'm not, I'm not sure who it was, but she kind of threw it up from the outside and it went in. So. Houston will check out. Kaylee Simon's going to check back in. That foul going to go against Chloe Barrett. So Barrett was the defender on Tiefenthaler's drive. Tiefenthaler hits the free throw. So Sierra Pudens checks in. Tiefenthaler's three-point play will answer the three from Steiger on the other end as Overmole will check out. Ashinger gets it into Barrett. Knights will come back out in some full-court pressure. Ashinger with it over to Steiger. Steiger looking to lob it ahead, nothing there. Now breaks the pressure with the dribble, slips down, but able to get it to Ashinger. And we're going to get it over and back and just going to hope that Steiger is okay. She's slow to get up. And you hate to see that. You slip and you, you're kind of starting to go over backwards a little bit, able to get rid of the ball, but uh, it does appear to be okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think part of the reason the Knights can be so aggressive is the rotation that Clank has. 
uh, Coach Klink has for the Knights. He's doing a great job getting them in and out. Hudens over to Simons, down to the baseline to Bell. Bell looks for the cutter and finds it. Tiefenthaler and lays it up and in. Lauren Bell with her fourth assist unofficially here in this ballgame. And the lead is 19 now at 39 to 20. That was a great cut and great vision from Lauren Bell. Ashinger open on the right side. A three up, no good. Battle for the rebound. We're going to get a jump ball. Eeler, Bell, and Glenn all tied up. And the jump ball possession arrow is going to favor the Kemper Knights. 444 left here in the third quarter. Thanks to Macy Snyder hanging out back in our studio monitoring here today, allowing us to be able to bring you this doubleheader of basketball for Annie Glenn with it. Right side, top of the key. Tiefenthaler pops out on the left side. She'll catch. Dribbles to the free throw line, just inside the free throw line, right side. Kick pass left side now to Simons. Simons down to Bell on the left of baseline. Skip pass over to Pudence right side. Pudence going to attack. Runner on the way up, no good. Glenn tips it out, but tips it all the way over. And Coach Clink, I'm going to have to give him a hard time. No hands there as that one slips right through. I think his wife caught it better than he did. <laughs> probably, probably even his daughter. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll catch some flack for saying that. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett with it in the backcourt. They'll work it now over to Steiger. And the ball stolen away. Putin knocks it loose. It's still loose. Tiefenthaler dives for it. And we are going to get, I think, Tiefenthaler touching the ball as it was out of bounds. So it's going to go back over to East County. But great hustle that time on both teams. Yeah, you were not lying when you said Hashinger has a motor. She, yep. I don't think she stopped. She's she's out right now, but I I'm just been very impressed with her uh, her ability to keep going. Barrett over to the left side penetrates in, gets it down to Bontrager on the baseline. Bontrager pull up jumper from 15 up in good. She's another player. They need to look for more shots here in this second half. 39 now to 22. Very smooth and confident shot. Like to see that one. Tiefenthaler left corner gets it in on the block to Glenn, who kicks it back to Tiefenthaler on the corner, back off to Putin. She'll drive in and drags the pivot foot. And again, I don't know, you tell me, I always scream and yell during games, jump stop, jump stop, nobody comes to jump stops anymore. It would take away so many travels where kids come to that running stop. Do they not teach the jump stop anymore? Uh, they're teaching it. They are? Okay. <laughs> no, uh, he, he likes the jump stop. But, okay. Uh, yeah, just wanted to make sure that wasn't me. Maybe, you know, because I know they don't teach boxing out anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the game's changed. It always does. Yeah. Looks like the Knights had five in, five out. Yep, Kaylee Derrickson has checked in. She'll come up with a steal over to Hackford. Overmole out there along with Hute now and Ann Tovers. Overmole drives in, kicks it over to Hackford. She's open for three. Good three-point shooter, and she'll knock that one down. And if you're a Kemper fan right now, the way Kemper is coming out and shooting the three ball has got to get you excited about the rest of this season. Yes, it does. Charlotte is not one that you want to leave open. No, very good shot, and now we've got another one down on the other end for the Raiders as Sarah Bontrager answers. That's her seventh of the night. Yeah. Uh, seventh point, that's pretty pretty good for a sophomore. 42 now, 25 in favor of uh, Kemper. Three-point shot up now by Overmore up. <laughs> good, her second of the night, and that is the seventh of the night for the Kemper Knights. They lead it now by 20. 45 to 25. That is one thing uh, that's been really impressive with Carson Overmull this year. She's gotten a little bit more confidence shooting that three ball. And she's done a pretty well, pretty good job of, uh, of finishing them. So. Stiger's three up, no good. Derrickson comes down with the rebound. Worked with her dad, Drew, for years as he was part of our scoreboard show. Overmull in the lane, a runner up, no good. Stiger tips the rebound now. It'll be tracked down by Hewton. 
They'll work it back to Hackford. Hackford pump fake drives in. Her runner up off the rim, no good. Off the side of the backboard, I should say. And Barrett comes up with the rebound. Chloe will push it. Just over two left here in the third quarter. Over to Bontrager, three on the way. Right wing up, no good. Overmull will clear the rebound for Kemper. I, I, Bontrager has really impressed me. Uh, stepping up pretty well as a sophomore, and I think uh, she'll follow right in her sister's footsteps. Yeah, by her uh, senior senior season. I think the, the future looks pretty good for this Raider team as Aubrey Hewton knocks down the jumper. And I think the future and this season look good for the Kemper Knights as well. They're up 22. I did not expect this kind of a ball game here today. Yeah, I think uh, their games have been pretty close, and, and I don't know if their record uh, shows that. Janice Steiger called for the carry up top. Emma Meredith going to check in now for East Sac County. She'll check in for Barrett her first time in tonight. And Kemper again doing that hockey line change as Glenn Tiefenthaler, Bell Pudence, and Simons will check in. That's what you call the five-in, five-out, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the hockey line change. That's pretty impressive, though. They have ten girls that are uh, yes. uh, eligible. Bell tries to feed it to the color Tiefenthaler. I remember the boys did that a few years ago. They almost played like 15, if I remember right, that it was like three-in or five-in, five-out, like, and with three different groups of subs coming in and out. You remember that yeah. about two or three years ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have enough players that yeah. are good enough for that, that's pretty impressive. Especially when you don't drop off much. Tiefenthaler mm-hmm. up top to Pudens over to Bell left side. Bell going to drive in her runner up no good. And a whiff on a foul. And is that on Addie Ehler? Because if it is, that is number three on Ehler. She picked up those two quick ones. And that is going to be the call. That will be number three on Ehler. Second to 13 foul against the Raiders here in the quarter. Bell at the line. I think Coach Clink might really like that drive, and especially because he knows how important that foul was, uh, mm-hmm. how big of a threat that Ehler has been to them. 48, now 25, as Bell knocks down the first of two free throws. I go back to the beginning of the game, and we talked about Quirk and Ehler downstairs in the, in the post and, and, and their importance to this team. Both of them picked up quick fouls. And this team hasn't really been the same without them two on the floor. No, and even and even if they're not scoring, they're just having a great presence down there. So that's kind of been the been an issue for them uh, down low. Another turnover for East Sac County. That's been an issue for them here in this uh, third quarter. They trail it now by 24, 49 to 25. Kaylee Simon's going to bring it up. We'll go under a minute remaining here in the third. Again, Coach Clank and Coach uh, Phillips and one of the girls from each of the team expected to join us coming up at halftime of the boys game. Pudence with it in the right corner, defended out there by Meredith. They'll bounce it down to Bell on the block. A little bit underneath the basket. She tried to step back up the lane a little bit. Ball knocked away and out of bounds. Jordan Carroll, Emma Meredith came in for the double team. Ashinger will check back in for Steiger. Knights will maintain possession. Great crowd on hand here today. Both sides mostly full. They find the cutter Bell. Layup up no good, but it was on a foul. Going to go on East Sac County. That is going to be they're fourth here, and it's going to be a two-shot foul. That's all I think going to go on Bontrager. That'll be her first. And Bell back at the line. As you look up this, at the scoreboard, it's pretty impressive. The Knights uh, point, point spread, you got 7, 8, 10, 8, and then Sierra ha, um, hasn't scored yet. But uh, just that spread is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, great balance for Kemper here today. And Bell hits both free throws. She's made a living at the free throw line today, and the lead is at 26 now at uh, 51 to 25. 
Lob pass over to Ashinger. Ashinger with it, looks to drive. He tries to get across half court. We're getting close to 10, and there is going to be the 10-second call. They made the pass, but it had not gotten to Jordan Carroll in the front court in time, so the 10-second call going to go against the uh, the Isak Raiders. Another turnover here in this third quarter, and that'll be something that Coach Phillips won't like, but Coach Clink is going to be really happy with. Yeah, and I think that 10-second call has been a lot easier to call with the shot clock because it's just pretty evident for everyone to see once yep. it's 25. Kaylee Simons left side at top of the key three, up and good. And the onslaught here in the third quarter continues up for the Kemper Knights. They lead it now 54-25. to 25. That's her 10th point of the night, and I think she's she's done really well. Teller um, nearly comes up with a steal, but then runs into Jordan Carroll. Yeah, Kaylee came in averaging about five a game, so she has doubled that here tonight. And I think that's the type of offensive player that she can be for this team. Yeah, I, I do as well. And, and I think that the steals that she gets sometimes lead to that. She's got a couple runouts, uh, just a couple points that she's gotten all by herself from her steals. So. Raiders have two seconds to get a shot off. I don't know if they realize it, but Carroll does not get one off. They had just 5.9 seconds remaining when they inbounded that basketball. And the Kemper Knights will take a 54-25 lead into the fourth quarter. We'll stop away, take a break. We've got that fourth quarter coming up as Kemper outscores Isak 25-10 in that third quarter of play. We're back in one minute right here on Kick 106.7. At Carroll County Solid Waste, we deliver environmental services together because, like all teams, together... Everyone achieves more. We all enjoy a snack and a drink when cheering for our favorite team. When finished, be a team player. Put your bottles and cans in the recycle bin and your empty food packaging in the trash. Visit our website at carrollcountylandfill.com for details of how to be part of the recycle team. Because together, we're stronger. We're Carroll County Solid Waste. Wishing our area athletes a safe and successful sports season. Nothing better exemplifies teamwork than the hard work and dedication of our local student-athletes. The same can be said of the team at Domino Motors in Sac City. Whether it's pre-owned or new, parts or service, Domino Motors has the expertise you don't just need, but deserve. Domino Motors, Sac City's ideal Chevy dealer and proud supporters of the East Sac County Raiders. Coming to you live here from the Gatorade Broadcast booth, distributed by Pepsi Beverages. Gatorade helping athletes fuel, recover, and perform. Quick shout-out to a dear friend of mine and one of the best guys I know, Steve Nutzman, listening to the game, giving Catherine here a little bit of a shout-out for the text message, so we thank him for that. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Emma Meredith with it over on the right wing. Steve's done a lot of games with me over the years. Steve, i got to get you back on with me one of these days. Carroll with it down in the corner on the right side, up top now to Ashinger. Ashinger going to fire up a three, and she'll bank that one home. That, that The bank has been open tonight. There's been quite a few bank threes, more, <laughs> <laughs> more than you see. I always joke anymore in my day, you didn't have 24-hour teller machines, so the bank was closed at, you know, 5 o'clock at night. Now it's open 24-7. Yeah. Putin's going to drive in. She'll travel with it up top. Now, back in my day, you had to call the bank, otherwise they didn't count it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's, it's did you, ever, did you ever bank one in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't, see, it doesn't say it on the stat sheet. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Those were the best. Barrett with it over on the, excuse me, Bontrager, now over to Meredith. Meredith with it, down to Carroll on the right wing. Seven ten left here in the ballgame. They get it up top to Ashinger. Ashinger looking to get free against Pudence. Over the left side to Meredith. 
Meredith down with it on the baseline. Now to Bontrager over to Ashinger. She'll look to drive in. Penetrates in the lane. Runner up no good. And a huge collision taking the charge that time was Aubrey Hewton. Jen Ashinger going to pick up the foul. That's going to be number one on Jen. And I'll tell you what, for Aubrey to step in the way that team make that charge, that's a... That's, that's pretty tough. That was a hard one. She was yeah. flying down the lane. Yeah, Jen is very, very quick and very fast. It came in there as about as fast as she could go and went right into Aubrey that time. Hootens over on the right side. Gets it to Derrickson out on the wing. Defended out there by Ehler. They'll bounce it now to Antover right elbow. Antover kicks it right side to Pudence. Pudence with it up top. Defended by Meredith. Now penetrates down the right side of the lane. Kicks it back out to Derrickson. Left skip pass over to Hackford. She'll catch and fire. It's up no good. Long rebound. Tipped out into the hands of Carroll. Carroll out on the break. Putin hustles back defensively, but Carroll able to lay it up and in. Jordan Carroll, the 5'7 sophomore with her first bucket here tonight. It's 54 now to 29. Hewton, excuse me, 54 to 30. Hewton brings it up. Kick pass out. It's loose. Picked up by Derrickson. Derrickson with it down on the left side. Looks for the cutter and over. Now drives into the lane. We're going to get a reach-in foul. Going to go on Emma Meredith. Yeah, that was a very uh, scrappy play. The ball, ball was flying. Meredith will pick up her first. Hackford going to inbound on the baseline. Kendall Cork, McKenna Steiger going to check in. Jordan Carroll and Emma Meredith will check out for Eastside County. Again, pink out night here tonight for Eastside County. I teach Coach Phillips when I got here. I'm like, if you guys would have told me, I do have a pink Nebraska shirt. I had a happy award tonight. <laughs> I don't know about Nebraska on it. I think that's the reason why he didn't yeah. tell me. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have either. <laughs> don't you feel the love for the Huskers, folks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aubrey Hewton to lob it in. She'll get it in the Hackford. Open from 22. It's up no good. And the rebound taken down that time by Bontrager, her fourth of the ball game. Off now to Ashinger. 5.50 left in this one. Again, our Mackey Motors tailgate coming up in the conclusion. Steiger pull-up jumper off of the baseline. Such a smooth jump shot. Yeah, she's jumping for it on the three-point line. I thought I thought they were going to hit her, but she uh, she wanted that drive, and it was smooth. 54-32 now our score. We've got a timeout on the floor. We'll step away take a break. We're back right after this on Kick 106.7. Are you the student-athlete who gets out of bed hours before you want to and stay at school hours after class to practice? Are you one of those kids who push themselves to perform better and pull for their teammates when they struggle? Good for you. Keep working hard, but remember to dream big, too. Because reaching big goals starts with dreaming big dreams. Your fans at Bank Midwest are proud of you. Great experience, one place. Coming to you live here from the Gatorade Broadcast booth, distributed by Pepsi Beverages. Gatorade helping athletes feel, recover, and perform. 22-point lead right now for Kemper as they lead it here, 54-32. Catherine, what has kind of stood out for you about the way Kemper right now has played in this game? I think that what sets them apart is their uh, intensity on the on the pressure. So, uh, it, Sack is having a little bit of trouble um, bringing the ball up, getting it past half court, but... Um, they're, they're starting to figure it out a little bit better, but I think that's, that's been the difference in the game. Young team really in a way still for East Sac County. Uh, what do you see in the future for them? I see a strong, uh, strong future. I mean, the way that they can hold themselves calm is, is half the battle sometimes, uh, and they, they get along pretty well as a team, it appears. Hudens gets it underneath the Derrickson. Turnaround jumper up no good. Hewton corrals the rebound, but saves it into the hands that time of Bontrager. 
Bontrager will run it up the left side of the floor. 5.20 left here in regulation. Kaylee Simon set to check in for the night. They'll work it now over to Steiger. Steiger to the top of the key to Quirk. Quirk looking for some help. Gets it over to Cora Mailer, who has checked in for the first time tonight. Now off to Quirk. Quirk down the right side. Drives in. Runner off the glass. No good. And we're going to get it over the mat. Call, I think, on Hackford on the rebound attempt. That'll be number one on Charlotte. First foul against the Knights here in this fourth quarter of play. And you like to, you know, if I'm a coach, even, you know, up 22, I don't mind seeing those kind of fouls because that's a hustle foul. She was trying to run in there and get that rebound. Yeah, it's a lot better than a sloppy defense, you know, reach in, something like that type of foul. So. You never had one of those, right? Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Steiger with it on the right wing. Kicks it back off now into the hands of Barrett. Barrett with it. Takes it over towards the left side. Works it back up top to Ehler. Over to Cork. Now to Mailer. Steiger right side, top of the key. Simon's out there on her defensively. Comes off a screen by Cork. Now back off another screen by Cork. Comes off a screen by Mailer. Fades it over to Ehler. Ehler drives over to the right side. It looks to attack, and she's going to draw some contact on Olivia Schenkelberg, the 5'9 sophomore who has checked into the ballgame. Yeah, from what I've seen this year, Olivia has really stepped into her role. Mm-hmm. Uh Getting a lot more playing time. She's she's been pretty impressive to me. But it's good to see uh, um, Ehler at the line. Addie Ehler, 47% free throw shooter on the year. That one up no good. Ehler coming off a really good game last night. A double-double just has had a hard time kind of getting into the game here today because of foul trouble. Two in about the first 45 seconds of the game. She'll knock down that second free throw. I see they have Cork back in the game even with four, so... We'll see how the Knights attack that. Quirk nearly jumped the passing lane. It's through her fingertips. It'll go into the hands of Hackford. She'll get it to Simons back to Hackford. Now to the cover of Cutter. Schinkelberg shot up no good. And Kendall Quirk will clear the rebound. Her fifth of the ball game off to Steiger. I'd, I'd have been interested to see how this game would have been a little bit different uh, had there not been a, a lot of foul Trouble with the ESAC. Um, um, Different team when Ehler and Quirk are, are yeah. on the floor, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Dump pass, it's going to be tipped by Schinkelberg as Ehler was looking inside. It'll stay with the Raiders. And, and not that this one's over, it's 21 points. It's going to be hard, I think, for Isak to come back. But if you're the Raiders, right now it's about moving on and, and just getting into a good rhythm heading in, I think, and gaining some confidence going into the next game. Yeah, really just working on what they need to work on and uh, taking care of that ball. It's, it's, some good ex- uh, it's a good experience for them. Sarah Bontrager going to knock down a long two as her toes were on the line. That'll make it now 54-35. to 35. And if you're Kemper, you want to close out strong. You don't want to have gotten up by 29 and then play poor in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not usually a good sign because um, it'll show their uh, stamina. Overmole with it. Penetrates down the left side. Kicks it to Hewton. Now off to Tiefenthaler. Tiefenthaler with it up top to Overmall, defended by Steiger in the top of that 2-3 zone over to Tiefenthaler. Fires up a long three. Hewton comes down with a rebound. A runner in the lane is up and good for Aubrey Hewton. Great follow by Aubrey, really. And you don't need 20 or so a game from Aubrey. I think if you can get 10, you know, 10, 12 consistently out of her, that would be huge for this team. Uh, yes, I agree. I agree. She's, she's got some pretty good defense and uh, – yep. Just a, some little contributions and a solid player overall. Yeah, does a nice job on the defensive end. And I know that's something that Coach Clank really focuses on. Quirk down the left side. Runner up off the rim, no good. Eater battling for the rebound. It's loose. And picking it up is going to be Aubrey Hewton for Kemper. Now off to Tiefenthaler and over to Overmore. 
Overmull skips it down to Hewton, open from the left side, wing three on the way up, and good, and Overmull again doing a nice job finding that open shooter. That corner for Aubrey, I think she's hit a couple of her uh, threes there tonight. That's kind of in her spot. 59-35 now in favor of Kemper. Steiger driving in, ball knocked away. It's going to go out of bounds off of Overmull. It will stay with the Raiders. We're going to get subs. Ashinger checks into the lineup again. Um, he sat going deeper into the bench here this time. Ella Wilson also checking into the ballgame. I think I see Rachel King coming into the ballgame. Danae Thayer has it checked into the ballgame. Trying to catch who everybody else is. Here, Pudence back in. Also, Kenzie Yetmar, or Caitlin Yetmar in for Kemper. And uh, Madison Meister has checked in for Isak as well. Maddie uh, Mashing is in the ballgame. And Tover into the ballgame. Looks like the Knights right now have all three of those uh, freshmen that they just yep. got jerseys last night, and then uh, the other two are sophomores. So Morgan Mashing and Mackenzie Yetmar in. Ashinger fires up at three. It's up no good. Rebound to Antover. Over to Putin. And at 50 left in this one. Over to Mashing. Mashing. Morgan down to the left corner. Works the ball into the hands of Yetmar. And now Mashing's three up. No good. Battle for the rebound. It's going to be pulled out of there by Mackenzie Yetmar. Pudence drives in on the right side, gets all the way to the rim, layup up no good. Rebound taken down by Antover. Her putback is up and good, showed really good strength down inside. Yeah, it was almost just right above their heads. It's a young floor right now. 61-35 in favor of Kemper. Shot up no good for the Raiders. Antover with another rebound, her third of the ballgame. Off to Pudence. Pudence will bring it in. So it's just a really good athlete. Yetmar down to Yetmar. That was Caitlin to McKenzie. McKenzie drives in, looks for the cutter down the middle lane. Coming up with oh. it is Putin. She'll drive in. She's going to be knocked to the floor. A whistle on a foul. Going to go against Eastside County. That was uh, an aggressive drive by Sierra there, and uh, she, she gets the reward of the line for that. So. Ella Wilson picks up her first. Ella, an outstanding golfer. Putin's free throw is up in no good. Sierra. 0 for 1 at the line tonight. Minute 7 left in this one. We'll have our motor end player of the game coming up in the postgame. That one is rattled home. That is going to make it 62-35. Ashinger will bring it up. Takes it over on the right side. Off to Wilson. They work the ball now to King. Back out. Top ball knocked to loose. Mashing going to the floor, fighting with King. Jump ball possession. Arrow's going to favor East Sac County with 52 seconds to go here in the ballgame. And Kemper going to snap a four-game losing streak. They'll move to four and seven. East Sac will drop their fourth straight. They'll fall to four and seven. Both teams, I think, capable of making runs come in the postseason. Ashinger with it right side, top of the key. They'll circle over the left side now to Wilson. King comes out to set a screen on Pudence. Up top, into the hands of Thayer. Thayer with it back off to King. Now to Ashinger. Ashinger drives down the left side. Runner up off the glass. No good. Fourth rebound of the game taken down by Eddie Antover. Shot clock had run all the way down to three seconds on that right before the uh, shot. Another rebound for Antover off of the miss by McKenzie. Yet more ball knocked away into the hands of Denae Thayer. Ashinger will bring it up. It off now to Meister. Back off to King at the free throw line to Ashinger. 
12 seconds left in this one, and the shot clock is off. Meister down in the left corner, drives in, gets it off to Ashinger. She'll penetrate in, kick pass over to the right side to Wilson. Wilson trying to get a shot off a good defense that time by McKenzie Yetmark, and that is going to do it here tonight. Ashinger shot up good, but it will not count. And Kemper going to come to town and pick up a 62-35 to victory here tonight. We'll step away, take a break. We'll have our Mackie Motors tailgate. That's coming up for you next right here on Kit 106, a point at seven. Since 1968, Mackie Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. Mackie Motors is a full-service dealership providing oil changes in our Quick Lube Express phase, a service department with world-class trained technicians, a body shop and collision center with the latest equipment, a full vehicle detailing department, or come talk with one of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City and MackieMotors.com. At American Family Insurance, protecting cattle ranches is at the heart of what we do. After all, it's where we got our start more than 90 years ago. We understand it's more than a ranch. It's your life. And that's why we offer customizable policies that protect what you've worked for. Let's build the policy your ranch deserves. For details, contact Nicole Unken at Nicole Unken Agency. Call 712-792-1262 or stop by 412 Highway 30 today. The biodiesel industry is growing at a rapid pace across the country, but also in our backyards. And Western Iowa Energy is at the forefront of that environmental and economic advancement. Western Iowa Energy is committed to producing renewable, clean-burning diesel for our area and beyond. Made from a large range of feedstocks, the biodiesel produced locally by Western Iowa Energy is creating green jobs, improving the environment, and reducing our dependence on imported diesel. Western Iowa Energy, fueling a better future. Arcadia Meats proudly supports ESAC County student-athletes. For more than 40 years, Arcadia Meats has set the bar high when it comes to official and custom processing of your animals, retail needs, and wholesale distribution. Serving all of Iowa and beyond, whether you're looking for fresh steaks, pork products, their famous herbs jerky, or any products for your personal or business needs, look for all of your Arcadia Meats favorites at a store or restaurant near you. And go Raiders! Since 1968, Mackie Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. Mackie Motors is a full-service dealership providing oil changes in our Quick Lube Express phase, a service department with world-class trained technicians, a body shop and collision center with the latest equipment, a full vehicle detailing department, or come talk with one of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City and MackieMotors.com. From bump, set, spike to the crack of the bat. At Motor Inn of Carroll, we love our high school sports. And we love the opportunity to support our local schools, athletes, coaches, and parents. Through the hard work of our kids, we get the enjoyment of watching and listening to their activities. Other life lessons, like teamwork and citizenship, help create outstanding young women and men we are so proud to sponsor. Good luck to all of our local sports teams. For Motor Inn of Carroll. Mackie Motors tailgate brought to you by Mackie Motors Lake City, recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackie Motors in Lake City or check them out online as well. It's at MackieMotors.com. Kemper Girls topping East Sac County here today, 62-35. Jeff Wankman 
and Catherine Mayhall with you. Uh, Catherine, final thoughts on the game here tonight and, and what was the difference for Kemper? Uh, I think the, the difference is really have to be the pressure and the intensity that they held. And I think if they can continue that throughout the rest of the season, that they'll, uh, that'll bring them a lot of success. But I think that uh, the ETAC team showed a lot of promise, mm-hmm. and uh, they showed a lot of improvement throughout the game in handling that pressure. Absolutely. I, I think both of these teams, as I said late in the game, I, I think both of them poised to make runs in the postseason and certainly capable of doing that. Let's quickly run through our unofficial statistics here in the ballgame. Uh, for uh, the uh, Kemper Knights here tonight, Elsa Tiefendaller, 8 points, 2 rebounds and assists. Carson Overmall with 6 points to go with a rebound and 3 assists. Aubrey Hewton, 13 points to go with uh, 3 rebounds and 2 steals. Lauren Bell uh, ended up with 11 points to go with uh, 3 rebounds and 4 assists and a steal. Franny Glenn, 8 points, 7 rebounds. Kaylee Simon, 10 points to go with 2 rebounds and a steal. Tiara Pudens with a 1 point and a rebound. Charlotte Hackford with 3 points. Kaylee Derrickson had a rebound and a steal. Uh, Mackenzie Yetmar with a rebound. Addie Antover, 2 points to go with a 5 rebounds. Tonight, 13 of 18 from the free throw line for the East Sac Raiders. McKenna Steiger, 14 points with a rebound. Jen Ashinger, 7 points to go with a rebound and 2 assists. Sarah Bontrager, 9 points to go with 4 rebounds and a steal. Uh, Addison Dealer tonight with a 1.4 rebounds. Kendall Court, 5 rebounds and a steal. Chloe Barrett with a rebound. Jordan Carroll, 2 points to go with a rebound. Also a, a couple of rebounds, I should say, and a steal. Anna McCullough, 2 points and a rebound. And Danae Sayer did have a steal. Raiders go just 2 of 6 from the free throw line. And we talked about our player of the game. We, we, we ended up both kind of deciding on Lauren Bell here tonight. Uh, Catherine, what stood out for you about Lauren? I think just all around she had uh, a lot of impact on the game in, in almost all areas. So she did a great job facilitating, uh, causing chaos on defense and, and getting, the balls to the, the, getting the ball to the girls that needed it as well as finishing in the hole herself. Yep, absolutely. I like the way, as you said, I think she played with energy. She moved. We talked in the pregame that, you know, Franny was going to need somebody else down inside to kind of help against Quirk and Ehler. I, I think Lauren's aggressiveness, along with Franny early, got both of those players in foul trouble, and that allowed her and Franny kind of to take over inside here tonight as well. I also thought another huge thing for Kemper tonight was the three-point shot. Uh, they do finish up with uh, eight made threes here in the ballgame tonight. So our final score here again in the girls' game, it was Kemper over Eastside County, 62-35. to 35. Lauren Bell again is our motor in player of the game. We'll step away, take a break. We'll be back to preview the boys' game. That's coming up for you right here on the Mackey Motors tailgate here on Kick 106.7. Playing sports is exciting and fun, especially when you have a great team to support you and be there with you every step of the way. That's just the same at your Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate team. Hi, this is Brandon Snyder. You can be rest assured that we have you covered so you can keep running towards the goal line or going for the spike. So this fall, cheer on your favorite teams while being protected through our team at Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate, a proud supporter of all area teams. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is a proud supporter of the East Sac Raiders. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is dedicated to providing reliable, affordable, and responsible electricity. Whether watching TV or using the Internet, Raccoon Valley's member owners depend on the electricity from Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative to power their lives and to keep them connected with family, friends, and communities. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is your Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Auto Group in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Each week, be sure to check out the Vehicle of the Week on our station website at 1380kcim.com, our social media platforms, and our new mobile app. 
You can also tune in to any of the games on broadcasting. Look for your perfect vehicle at New Way Auto Group where you get free oil changes for life and home of warranty forever. Earning college credit while in high school is a smart choice. Area high school students have several college class options available to them through the DMAT Carroll Campus and Templeton Regional Center. Students, contact your high school counselor today to talk about how DMAT College Credit can be part of your high school plan at no cost to you. DMAC, life's calling. Napa is your trusted source for automotive parts, accessories, and know-how for your car, truck, SUV, and farm equipment. We offer a complete performance machine shop, extensive tool and equipment department, and hydraulic hoses while you wait. So whether it's a replacement part for your daily driver or you're in just in need for a professional machine shop, you can trust your locally owned and operated Napa store. Make it a point to stop in and see the pros. Napa Highway 30 West in Carroll. Napa, we are so much more than a parts store. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love our basketball, just like you love everyone's favorite buffet. Hot, fresh pizza, the country's best chicken, fresh, cool salad bar, and dessert options that are so good, it's like sinking the winning shot at the buzzer. Pizza Ranch is a perfect meal option every day of the week. And to make it even sweeter, we have extended hours every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Whoa, that's good. Pizza Ranch, located just off Highway 30 in Carroll, open seven days a week. Napa is your trusted source for automotive parts, accessories, and know-how for your car, truck, SUV, and farm equipment. We offer a complete performance machine shop, extensive tool and equipment department, and hydraulic hoses while you wait. So whether it's a replacement part for your daily driver, or you're just in need for a professional machine shop, you can trust your locally owned and operated Napa store. Make it a point to stop in and see the pros. Napa Highway 30 West in Carroll. Napa, we are so much more than a parts store. RJV Transport and Peterson Logistics in Westside is more than just a trucking company. They're a family-owned business with expertise in transportation and logistics. RJV Transport uses top-of-the-line equipment and experienced drivers, so you can count on a job well done with unmatched service. Check out RJV Transport on Facebook to learn more about in-state and long-haul employment opportunities. Or call Big Pete today, 515-231-6742. That's 515-231-6742. Since 1968, Mackey Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. Mackey Motors is a full-service dealership providing oil changes in our Quick Lube Express phase, a service department with world-class trained technicians, a body shop and collision center with the latest equipment, a full vehicle detailing department, or come talk with one of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackey Motors. In Lake City and MackieMotors.com. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love our basketball, just like you love everyone's favorite buffet. Hot, fresh pizza, the country's best chicken, fresh, cool salad bar, and dessert options that are so good, it's like sinking the winning shot at the buzzer. Pizza Ranch is a perfect meal option every day of the week. And to make it even sweeter, we have extended hours every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Whoa, that's good. Pizza Ranch, located just off Highway 30 in Carroll, open seven days a week.
Mackey Motors at Tailgate, brought to you by Mackey Motors in Lake City, recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackey Motors in Lake City or check them out online at MackeyMotors.com. Jeff Blankman, Catherine Mayhall with you here tonight on Kick 106.7. We get set for the second game of our doubleheader. Thanks to Macy Snyder back in our studio monitoring the ball games here tonight. So we can bring you this broadcast. Uh, we get set for the Kemper boys game against East Sac County. Both teams with just one loss on the season and both teams playing some outstanding basketball this year. Kemper under head coach Sean Minahan coming in 9-1 and one overall in the year 4-1. and one. In the Hawkeye 10 Conference, they have won nine straight since dropping their opener uh, for East Nack County under head coach Todd Montrager. They are 7-1 on the year, 4-1 right now in the Twin Lakes Conference. They dropped their last game out, falling for the first time last night, uh, losing uh, to Emmonsburg. Now, Kemper does lead the series 11-4 since uh, 2008. Uh, they have won the last three, including winning 77-50 a year ago. For East Nack County, their last win in this matchup uh, it was a 52-42 to 42 victory back in uh, 2019. And, and Kate uh, Mayhall joining me again here for the boys game. And, Kate, this one has always been kind of an interesting matchup. A lot of these guys know each other and know each other well. They've either played with each other or against each other uh, in a U sport. So it always makes it for kind of a fun rivalry. And, and both teams uh, come in here shooting the ball very well. Uh, East Nack County hitting 40% from the three-point line. Kemper, known as a three-point shooting team, also hitting 40% from the line as, you know, coming into tonight. So defensively, what do these teams need to do to not let the other team get going on the offensive end? Yeah, well, it sounds like they're both going to have to be closing out really hard at the three-point line. And then uh, just uh, working each other for um, having to earn each three that they get. For Kemper, you lose DJ Vanami to surgery there uh, right before the holiday break, and he was kind of that inside presence. Uh, Carter Putney has had to step into that role. Other guys have had to come in. Uh, they've had to rebound team-wise. For Eastland County, we just talked about their three-point shooting at 40%. Their strength, really, is their two big guys down inside. And Ryan Clare, uh, the five, uh, six, four sophomore, comes in averaging 17 points and 12 rebounds a game. And then Luke Wright, the 6'4 senior, uh, coming in averaging 11 points and 8 rebounds a game. Kemper does a lot of their inside rebounding and inside scoring off of the dribble drive. How do they attack the big guys and then vice versa for East Sac tonight? How do they use the big guys against guys that are not that size for Kemper on the other end? Yeah, I don't know if Kemper doesn't look like have anybody that's 6'4", uh, you know, with DJ out. Somebody really interested to see how they use and how they really utilize that presence down there, um, which it might cause some trouble for Kemper in their dri- dribble drive because of that uh, force down in the post. Yeah, and you were a player in your day that could step out and hit the three, and then if teams came out on you, you could take the ball to the rim and score inside. I see that with this Kemper team. I was talking with Coach Minahan this morning on the coaches' show, and he said last night against Atlantic, who they beat, he's like Atlantic really stretched out their defense and took away the three. But this is a team with Carson Caney and Michael Caspo or Intrigan Miter and even Carter Putney or any of the guys they bring in off of the bench. They all can get to the rim. They all can attack the rim off of the dribble. So this is a tough team to try to defend. Do you give them the three or do you give them the shots at the rim? Yeah, and I think some of them, it depends on the player because, like, Brock Bating, you, you're not going to let him shoot that three. He's, he's pretty lethal with that. Yep. So I'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see if it depends on the players because a lot of them can shoot it 
uh, at a very high cliff and then also get to the rim really well. And if you're East Sac County, uh, you suffered your first loss of the season last night, just didn't play well. You had been playing really good basketball going into the break. I've got a sense this is a team that's going to come in pretty hungry into this game to make up for last night. Yeah, especially with that loss last night and then against a uh, you know, pretty close Yep. Pretty close to home team. It's going to be pretty personal, and uh, they're they're going to. I think they're going to have a lot of energy for tonight. Knights come into this one ranked number five in class at two A East San County, not in the rankings at seven and one. A win here tonight would probably draw the attention of a lot of people that vote for the rankings each and every week. Let's take a look at our starting lineups tonight. First of all. For the Kemper Knights, under head coach again, Sean Minahan, they come in 9-1 and one on the season. They'll start a 5'11 senior in Michael Kaspabauer, a 5'11 junior in Carson Candy, a 6-foot junior in Tragen Biter, 6'1 sophomore in Brock Badig, and a 6'2 senior in Carter Putney. For the ESAC Raiders, under head coach Todd Bontrager, they'll start a 6'1 senior in Caleb Eichhorn, a 6'4 sophomore in Ryan Clare, a 5'8 senior in Carter Ludwig, and a 6'4 senior along with Luke Wright, and also the point guard, the 5'10 junior in it, Sam Julin. We'll step away, take a break. We'll be back with tip-off for the boys' game and more of our Mackey Motors tailgate coming up next here on Kick 106.7. Take your brand to the next level with Toploft. From Little League to high school to college and beyond, Toploft in downtown Carroll carries your favorite team's fan gear. Kemper Knights, Carroll Tigers, Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and so much more. Find us on the web at toploftclothing.com and watch for our Tuesday Deal of the Day on our Facebook page. We also love working with local teams and businesses to provide custom apparel for them and their customers. Quick turnaround, low minimum. Elevate your brand to the top with Toploft in downtown Carroll. Welcome you back here. I do want to give a quick shout out. I haven't got a chance to sneak down and get a picture of him here tonight. I like taking pictures of people in their rewind shirts and throwing those out on our social media. But uh, Mason Nurl down here in the front row for the Kemper Knights uh, in wearing his KCIM Sports Rewind t-shirt. And if you're not familiar what Rewind is, it's an event we put on at the end of the fall, winter, and uh, summer sports season where we honor the top athletes. Kate made that I think several times in her career uh, for basketball. And we'll be hosting another All Rewind festivities coming up again uh, at the end of this winter sports season. I haven't got the date set yet, so we'll announce that when we do. And again, it's the top basketball players and top wrestlers, both boys and girls, from the 10 area schools we cover. And those will be the kids that are being honored along with the coaches that day that will make our All Rewind wrestling and All Rewind basketball teams. Uh, Kate, was it fun getting a chance to go to those? Yeah, that was a very fun event, and I think everyone really appreciates it. Uh, and it's also fun to get a play, you know, in that senior yeah. game with yep. uh, a lot of the girls you've been competing with, yeah. you know, since you're a tiny. You want to sneak back and play this year? <laughs> <laughs> Carter Putney, Luke Wright said to jump it up, and the ball is going to be controlled by Carson Kenny. He went and got that one. The Knights will have the basketball. They'll go left to right across your dial here in this first quarter. Michael Kaspabar, a long throughout the left side, up and good. And the Kemper Knights are off to a quick start here tonight as they lead up by a score of three to nothing. Very deep, very confident three out of Michael there. Raiders are so good with that 2-3 zone, they may have to extend it more tonight. Ludwig down with it in the corner. They'll feed it inside to Luke Wright. There's that size advantage as Ludwig picks up the assist. Luke Wright with a bucket, and it's now 3-2. to two. Yeah, great size advantage, and he used that very well. Kaspabauer feeling it, fires up another three and hits another deep one. This time off of the right side, so it wasn't just a spot. 
He's just on to start the game. The Knights lead it 6-2. Julen with it. Lobs it down to Ludwig on the left wing. He'll find the cutter, Claire. Claire in the lane. Picks up the dribble out to Ludwig. Now to Julen. Julen, the top three-point shooter for Isak. He's going to step back. Three is up, no good. Look right, tips the rebound, but it goes into the hands of Brock Bading for the Kemper Knights. Bading will push it up over to Kaspovar. Now going to attack the rim. Finds the cutter. Can he? Layup is up and good. Great movement by both teams, really. They're both working the ball around really well. 8-2 Kemper here early in the basketball game. Pressure again by the Knights. Ahead to Ludwig. Ludwig off now to Eichhorn. Eichhorn with it. Michael Kaspabar twisted an ankle. He's back out on the floor. Tells Coach Minahan he'll be all right. Jack Baden gets up off of the bench. And now he heads back to the bench. And now we're going to get a travel call. Going to go on Ludwig. Kaspabar is going to come out of the basketball game. And that's going to be a loss because he is such a terrific all-around player for them. But uh, the young man, Jack Baden, coming in, a 5'10 sophomore, just another kid that can really shoot the basketball well. Yeah, and I think he was injured the first uh, half Broke of the finger. season. Yeah. yeah. So, but he got in a, a lot last night, so I'll be really interested to see how he can contribute. Macy Simons in the house here tonight. There is a Tragen Biter over on the left wing, down to Baiting in the corner, back out to Biter. Biter's usually a guy that starts quickly for the Knights. They'll find Putney on the left elbow. Raiders sitting in their 2-3 zone. Over to Baiting, pull-up jumper from 16, rattles around the rim. And Jack Baiting hits his first bucket. The lead is at 10-2. Great confidence out of the sophomore right there. Julen bounces it ahead to right, trapped just across half court, lobs it uh, for the cutter, Claire, but it was too far out in front of him as he was double teamed by Bading and Putney. And the turnover going to give the ball over into the hands now of the Kemper Knights. Not the start if you're Eastside County that you wanted here tonight. No, and I think it's uh, a little bit of the intensity, the same same case in the girls' game as well, that uh, that will take him a minute to figure out, but I think they'll be able to be able to handle it. Baiting now up top. They'll work it over to Biter down to the left side. Driving in is Baiting. That was Jack Baiting. We'll try to call Jack and Brock by their first name. Brock going to fire up a three right side. That is up and good. And he's one of those guys, if you're an opposing team, you can't let that young guy get started. He might be the best pure shooter in the state of Iowa. Yeah, that, that ball barely touched that. It right through. 13-2 now in favor of the Knights. Claire with it up top to Julen over to Ludwig on the left side. Ludwig Going to penetrate for down, pull-up jumper off the baseline. It's long. Luke Wright had the rebound, lost it, comes back up with it, goes back up with the shot. He's going to draw some contact and a foul, and he will get himself to the free-throw line. That'll be the first foul here in the ballgame, with 5-13 remaining in this uh, first quarter of play. And, of course, if that's the first foul of the game, it's the first foul on the Kemper Knights here in the quarter. Luke Wright at the line. That foul on Tragen Bider. Light right free throw is up and good. Luke, a 45% free throw shooter on the season. I got to tease your parents. They decided to sit close to the broadcast area, but they're right behind the student section, so they're having to stand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're all right. I think they'll be fine. They've been to enough games in their lives. Yes, absolutely. We've got a timeout on the floor. We'll step away back at 30 seconds here on Kick 106.3. The staff at Halber Enterprises would like to thank their past customers for all their support. As we move into 2024, it's never too early to plan ahead. Now is the best time to look into improving all your grain handling. Halber Enterprises, along with Sukup Manufacturing, currently offering one-of-a-kind discounts on bins, buildings, grain dryers, and all accessories. Halber Enterprises, your premier Sukup Manufacturing dealer. Call Mike or Gary at 712-658-2141 to lock in your project. We 
welcome you back here on Kick 106.7. Ryan Steinkamp just giving you a shout-out to the text <laughs> messages, so he's enjoying listening to you here tonight. Oh, thank you, Steiny. Luke Wright, second free throw coming up. It is on the way. It is up. That one is short. And coming down with a rebound is Caleb Eichhorn up for Eastside County. Over to the corner now. Asher Lawler in. They'll get it up top to Claire. Claire penetrates down the right side. Spin move. And the shot off the glass is up and good. And you are going to enjoy watching that sophomore play here tonight, uh, Kate. He is, he is a pretty special young player. Yeah, he, he used his height very well there, right, right over the top of the, the night defender. Baiting over on the right side. Gets it up top now to Kaspabauer, who's back in. He'll drive in the lane, turn around, runner at the rim, no good. Ryan Clare will come up with a rebound. They'll get it off to Julian. We may have two of the better sophomores in the state in Brock Baiting and Ryan Clare playing here tonight. Now we're going to get a travel in the backcourt, and just as I brag on Ryan Clare, he travels with the basketball. That's the radio jinx. The longer you do this, the more you'll learn so you don't say things like that because it creates a problem. Yes, he's averaging 17, <laughs> yep. and then Brock with 14, which is super impressive and uh, super impressive for uh, some sophomores. Baiting will lob it into the backcourt now to Biter, and it's Brock is the only baiting on the floor right now, and Tragen Biter gets to the rim and lays it up and in. Great attack that time as he got right around to Ryan Clare for the basket. Pressure again by the Knights. Julen with it. Bounces it ahead to right on the right side. Back off now to Julen near half court. 15-5 Kemper with the lead. 4-10 left here first quarter. Into Clare on the baseline. He'll catch it down on the block. Work shot is off the glass. Up and good. He's got a nice little spin move right, right there. Yes. Uh, with a good shot to follow that as well. 15 7 now. Knights work the ball into the hands of Hans Kraus, who is in. Off to Kaspabauer. Kaspabauer finds a biter down, or excuse me, Ben Gerken down on the corner. Back off now to Kaspabauer. Kaspabauer takes it strong to the hole off the left side. He'll draw some contact out on the floor. So before he gets to the rim. I think the change of speed that Michael Kaspabauer has is, uh, yes. is a great tool for him. I mean, uh, the, the defender got right up on him because they know he should shoot, and then he just blew right past him, which is pretty impressive. For young players out there, Kate just used a terrific word there, change of speed. You you know how that is. You change up speed, it really throws a defender off, and now Kaspar again will attack against Julen and lays it up and in. You ever use that against anybody? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the best tools to blow by people because it'll get them, yep. get them on their heels, and then they're, they're spinning around backwards. Yeah, just that little hesitation. They relax for just a half a second, and that's all you need sometimes to get around them. Yeah, I think the Michael is one of the one of the better players I've that I've watched. Travel there again on Ryan Claire seventeen seven Raiders have gone man to man. The Knights were shooting it too well. Biter now going to fire up the three. That one up and good. And this team is loaded with weapons. That is their fourth at three of the ball game, and they lead it here by a score of at twenty to seven. This is a really good East Sac team, but I think Kemper's a team that, that's going to do some damage down at the state tournament as Kaspelbauer jumps passing lane. Sam Julen, though, with great hustle, nearly saved it and stole it back away, but it'll be out of bounds off of Julen as Tony Clare will check in for Ryan Clare. And the Knights will have the basketball up 20 to 7, 258 left here in this first quarter of play. Yeah, I think one thing with the Knights is that they have so many different um, weapons in, in their uh, team. So. Uh, everyone can offer a little something different, and I'll be interested to see how uh, the Zach team can defend that. Kaspar fires up a long three. No good. We're going to get Hans Kraus over the back on the rebound attempt. That'll be number one 
on Kraus, team foul number two on the Knights here in the quarter. Great rebound attempt on uh, number three, Caleb Eichhorn, for the Raiders. Eichhorn working the ball up the right side, picks up the dribble with a little bit of trouble, gets it ahead now to Tony Clare. Clare down to the right wing, flips it back to Eichhorn behind him. They work it back over now to Julen. Julen will drive in, lobs it in the right, knocked away from behind by Gherkin, saved by Kasselbauer, and we're going to get him out of bounds. It'll stay. They're going to say he ended up on the line, and it is going to stay with East San County. Raiders will inbound it with Caleb Eichhorn. They're going to box it up around the lane. They'll get it to Luke right in the corner. Now to Ashley Lawler, tipped away by Biter, but gathered in by Lawler. Lawler pull-up jumper from the right side. It's a little long, and Kasperbauer will come down with a rebound, his first of the ballgame. Kasperbauer ahead now to Biter. Biter with it on the right wing, penetrates in, kick pass inside the crowd, shot blocked by Wright, and the rebound taken out of there by Eichhorn for Eastside County. Eichhorn will penetrate down, pull-up jumper from 10 up in good, and he's a guy that can get going, averages 11 a game, and has got a nice-looking jump shot. That block uh, followed by the nice shot is a great momentum swing for the uh, Raiders. Minute 50 left here in the quarter. Casper Bauer over to Biter. Biter with it. Penetrates in. Gets inside the left block. Now out on the wing to Casper Bauer. Raiders will stay in a man-to-man. Casper Bauer again going to attack against Julen. Tony Clare with the block shot. They're going to call him for a foul. Raider crowd doesn't like that one. Knight crowd, of course, it does. And that is going to put Michael Casper Bauer at the line, a 63% free throw shooter on the season. And I'm going to tease Michael a little bit. He's too good of a shooter to be just a 63% free throw shooter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. compared to his uh, three-point, that doesn't necessarily uh, correspond. Maybe he should back out behind the three-point line to shoot his free throw. Yeah. <laughs> First one up, no good. Baiting and Krause will check out. Putney back in. Canny back in. Jack Baiting waiting at the scores table. He'll check in for Kaspabauer. Minute 41 to go here in the quarter. Frito is up and good. That's going to make it now 21-9 to in favor of uh, Kemper. Jackson Rubendahl has checked into the ballgame as well for East Sac County. He'll handle it in the backcourt. Gets it off now to Julen. Julen with it. Long pass down to Eichhorn. Eichhorn pull-up jumper just inside the free throw line. That one up and good. It's, that's what Isak needs to do against this pressure, Kate. They need to attack it and try and score before Kemper can get set up in the half court. Yeah, and uh, number three, Caleb Eichhorn, is doing a great job. Jack Baiting with it, penetrates down, leaves it off for Putney inside the right block, drives in and stumbles with the basketball. Good defense that done by Ryan Clare. The travel will give it back over now to the Isak Raiders. We're going to get a timeout called by the Raiders. A minute 12 left here in this first quarter of play. We'll step away back in 30 seconds here on Kick 106.7. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Auto Group in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Each week, be sure to check out the Vehicle of the Week on our station website at 1380kcim.com, our social media platforms, and our new mobile app. You can also tune in to any of the games on broadcasting. Look for your perfect vehicle at New Way Auto Group, where you get free oil changes for life and home of warranty forever. Jeff Langman, Catherine Mayhall with you today from uh, Sac City. Thank you very much as well to Macy Snyder, an outstanding young lady from Glen Ralston down at Drake right now, back on her holiday break, and she is coming in to monitor again. Macy's done that for us for years, and he was even part of our state track coverage 
last year. So we, we appreciate Macy very much. So we thank her for coming in. As folks don't realize that we always need somebody back in the studio to be able to monitor things. If we don't have that, we can't bring you games. So anybody that's interested in doing that just needs to reach out to me. Nick Lucas, another Kemper young man, always seems to do that as well. So we, we appreciate him. Nathan Derner's helped out a lot here. Ryan Clare will get it into Julin. Back off now to Rubinell. Knights will stay with some pressure in case Carson Caney jumps the passing lane, nearly comes up with the steal, but then throws it into the backcourt to Rubinell. Rubinell looking to get it across half court, and we are going to get a 10-second count. Going to go against East Sac County, so the turnover will give it back over. So Carson Caney didn't come up with the steal, but his quickness and ability to read passes ended up creating that turnover. Yeah, that, I think that just caused some chaos, and then they didn't realize that the... Uh Shot clock was running so Jack baiting, the only baiting on the floor right now for Kemper. So when I say baiting, it's Jack. Kenny with it on the right side at the top of the key. Both of the Clares as Kenny attacks against Tony. Shot up no good. Rebound to Carter Putney. He'll kick it out, and there is a Jack baiting up for the three. I love the confidence that Jack baiting is able to play with. I mean, sophomore just starting, and he's already got five um, of their 24 points. 24 to 11. Julian over to Tony Clare. So I'm going to call the two Clare boys by their first name. Tony with it off to Eichhorn. Pull up jumper. It is up. It is good. And I think Caleb Eichhorn's starting to feel it for the Raiders. Yeah, that mid-range jumper is really working well for him. We get him going along with those two guys inside and Sam Judlin, and this is going to be a tough team to beat as this season goes on. Putney with it over now into the hands of Canny. Canny out near the scores table, down to eight here in the quarter. Knights will hold for the final shot. Canny looking to drive on Tony Clare. Tech leaves it off for Putney, and there's an assist. As Putney lays it up in, and that is going to do it as the first quarter will come to an end. The Kemper Knights lead it here by a score of 26 to 13. We'll step away, take a break. Second quarter is one minute away right here on Kick 106.7. One gig-capable network and over a century of service, Corn Belt Telephone in Wall Lake is more than just phone. Servicing rural SAC, western Calhoun, and northern Carroll counties with over 90 cable TV channels, up to 100 Mbps fiber optic internet speed and providing unlimited data usage with no contracts. We're Corn Belt Telephone and we're powered by fiber optics so you can do more. Find us on Facebook, call us at 712-664-2221 or visit us on the web at cornbelttelephone.com to see what we can do for you. Go Raiders! Did you know if you experience a sports injury, Loring Hospital in Sac City has an experienced team to get you back in the game. With the team approach at Loring Hospital, our physical therapists can provide you the one-on-one personalized rehabilitation you may need. At Loring Hospital, we will help athletes of all ages be the safest and best they can be. For more information, call Loring Hospital in Sac City at 712-662-7105. Loring Hospital, your family health center. Eastack County with the basketball as we start the second quarter of play. Caleb Eichhorn get inbound. They had to let a young guy run across in front with his popcorn. Don't want to spill that. And their popcorn here is really, really good. If you haven't had it, you got to. Julian with it over to Eichhorn, up top to Rubendahl. Rubendahl's a, a guy that can score from the outside for the Raiders. Eichhorn left side, drives in on Kenny, gets down to the baseline, cut off now to Julian, defended out there by Kaspabar. Julian now looks to drive, gets on the baseline, off to Claire. Ryan Clare, the only Clare on the floor now, so if you hear me say Clare, it's Ryan. Ruben, no, extra pass down to Julian. Good three-point shooter. It's up and good. And here comes the East Sac Raiders. That was a nice uh, uh, kick and shoot for uh, from Julian. Yeah, that's the best possession, I think, here tonight 
for Eastsack County. They're all of a sudden down just 10 at 26-16, but there's the answer from Carson Canny on the other end. He had a, just a little too much room on that one that he uh, had to pull back. Canny makes it now 26-16, to 16, or 29-16, I should say. Quickly down court, Ryan Clare finds Rubendahl. So Clare picking up the assist. Rubendahl with his first bucket, 6-3 senior. Moved into the school district from North Carolina this year. Great movement and vision on that. Brock Bading fires up a long three. That one up no good. Sam Julin will clear the rebound. Opportunity for Isak to make a run here early in this second quarter. Julin traps, tries to bounce it, does get it to Claire. Claire with it, gets it back off to Julin. 6.35 left here in the quarter. Icorn penetrates in, pull up jumper in the lane. It thuds in off of the back of the rim, and that's when you know that you're hitting things well. You get a shot that doesn't feel smooth, but it still goes in. Yeah, the Knights are going to have to find some way to stop that because he is, uh, he's been on a roll with those. Candy looking to drive. Shot is up. Good. Count the basket. A whistle and a foul. Going to go on Ryan Clare. And what a take that time from Carson Candy. He had to get that pretty high up off the backboard to get over uh, Clare's wingspan. I tell you what, Candy, one of those guys last year, I thought he was such a huge part of their win to get them down to the state tournament. He took over that ball game at parts of that game last year. Yeah, he, he's got some, he's very crafty with the ball. Very Candy. impressive. Kenny knocks down the free throw, a 90% free throw shooter on the year. That'll make it now 32-20. to Eichhorn breaks the pressure, gets it ahead now to Claire. Claire to the top of the key over to Julin on the right side. Inside to Luke Wright. Double team will come. He'll go up over it, misses the shot. Rebound bounces into the hands of Claire, who draws some contact on Putney, and he's able to kiss it off the glass, gets it to fall, and he'll hit himself now to the free throw line. That's the... Raiders cut it to 32-22, and Claire at the line. First trip for him tonight, 74% free throw shooter. Asher Lawler checking in now for Icorn. That was a great great job uh, following the shot, getting that rebound, because here in that, here in that bucket in the end one. Our Weaver boys winning today, 62-34 over Woodbury Central. Claire's free throw is up no good. Rebound taken down by the Knights. They'll push it ahead with a canny. Raiders do a nice job getting back defensively. Casper Bauer out top. Now drives in, leaves it off for Putney, and the layup's up in good. Great, great dish by Michael Casper there. Putney just wisely finds himself an open spot when those guys dribble drive. Gives them a good passing angle. Claire with it now over to Julin. 5.40 to go here in the half. And now we've got a steal by Bider. The layup on the other end, no good. Rebound taken down by Ryan Claire. Bider with his first steal here of the ballgame. Claire with his second rebound inside to Luke Wright from Asher Lawler, and there's going to be a bucket. And that is going to cut it now to a 34-24 ballgame. That's a great little bat down pass by Asher Lawler there. Knights have it now stolen away. Carter Ludwig jumps the passing lane. Ludwig will bring it up, gets it off now to Julin. Over to Lawler, back up to Julin. Over to Claire on the left side. Ryan working against a Putney. Drives to the free throw line. Cut off. Feeds it inside to right. Goes right up over Kasmabauer and lays it up and in. Mismatch inside that time with the size. And a good job by Claire to realize that and get it inside to his teammate. Yeah, he did, he did a great job putting that ball up right above their heads. Back-to-back baskets for Luke. Right makes it 34-26. Biter with it. Going to fire up a long three up top. It's up no good. Ryan Claire. Clears the rebound. Sometimes Kemper gets cold from the outside. I guess I'm expecting them to start attacking the rim a little bit more. They'll find Ryan Clare up top. A basket here could cut it to a six-point ball game. Julian up top. 420 left here in the first half. 
Roselle Mutual Halftime Report coming up. We are expecting both coaches and a player from each team of the girls game to come in. Ryan Clare drives in. Ball knocked away. It's going to be knocked out of bounds off of Canny. And it's going to stay with East Nack County. Jack Mading and Ben Gherkin going to check into the lineup for the Knights. And Todd Bondrager wanting another timeout for the Raiders. A timeout on the floor. We'll step away with them. 4-14 left first half. Don't go anywhere, folks. This one could be a barn murder. 34-26 Kemper. Back in 30 seconds here on Kick 106.7. From footings to framing to finish. For farm, home, or commercial. For more than 90 years, Wallach Lumber Company has been proud to help our communities grow. With four convenient locations and one of the largest building material inventories in the area, we are sure to be able to fill all your building needs. From project design and estimating to friendly advice, we can't wait to be part of the process for you. Wall Lake Lumber, with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Potable, and Carroll. We're not your grandpa's lumber yard. Live here from the Gatorade broadcast booth, distributed by Pepsi Beverages. Gatorade helping athletes fuel, recover, and perform. Jeff Blankman and Kate Mayhall with you again. Thanks to Macy Snyder back in the studio. Kate, your thoughts here. We're midway through the second quarter. Looked like Kemper was maybe going to run away and hide, but Isak has called their way back into this game. Yeah, they really have done a great job. Just, uh, I mean, and Isak uh, has done really well being really patient with the ball and just looking for those uh, easy twos that they've, been, that they've been doing a great job finding. Knights have led a few different times by as many as 13 in the ballgame. Raiders with it down now by 8. With 4.14 left here in the half, they'll box it up around the lane as Ashley Lawler will bring the basketball in. Knights will stay man-to-man out of the inbound. Lawler will slap it. They'll set some screens. They get to Julen down in the corner. It is up no good. The weak side rebound, though, to Luke Wright. His foot back no good. Rebound tipped around and it corralled in that time by Jack Abating. That was a big miss by Luke Wright down there off the block. Yeah, that would have been huge momentum out of the break. Biter with uh, the backdoor cut. Kicks it out now. Gherkin going to drive in. Dump pass off to Putney. Over to Jack Bading left side. He'll drive in. A runner on the way. It's up in good. He, he was moving that whole time he shot that. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> impressed with that shot. 36-26 to 26 now in favor of a Kemper. Ahead to Lawler. He finds the cutter right. Back out to Julen. Julen pump fakes. Gets around the defender. Pull-up jumper up. Rolls around no good. Claire trying to grab the rebound, but unable to do so. As Putney will pull it down for Kemper now off to Canny. Canny up the left side over to Jack Baiting. There's just one Baiting on the floor. That's Jack. Canny finds a Putney at the free throw line. Rolls behind him. Putney. Turns and squares to the basket. Now over to the right side. Gherkin with three. It's up off the rim. No good. Luke Wright had the rebound. Tipped away by Putney into the hands of a Lawler. Raiders get it to Julen. Now off to Claire. Claire looking to get it across half court. Dumps it off to Luke Wright. Wright will hand it off to Julen. Over to the right side now to Ludwig. They look inside, but Canny able to tip it away. And coming up with it is a Gherkin. And he is going to dunk it down on the other end. He's, he's, uh, he's always looking for those. On the, uh, I think the Knights like that momentum. Yeah, I don't think he got that one as smooth as he wanted to with the, def- the defense there, but it still goes down and counts. It's 38-26. Yeah. I miss those days. Ashler Lawler with it over now to Julen. Julen back over to Ludwig. Back up top to Julen to Ludwig. 
Ludwig with it, finds Claire just inside the top. He knocked away from behind by Biter. They'll get it ahead to Biter, and his layup is up in good. Carter Putney came up with the loose basketball and kicked it ahead to Biter, who had created the turnover, and the Knights come out here and extend it to 40-26. to Knights do a great job of causing a little bit of chaos, knocking the ball around, but uh, Sack has done a pretty good job of adapting to that. Julian over to Ludwig on the right wing, back up top now. They work it to, to Lawler. Lawler with it. Picks up the dribble right side, looking inside, nearly stolen, but he'll get it into Claire. Claire goes in strong and lays it in up and over Putney. Great finisher using his height. 40 to 28 now in favor of Kemper. Knights will bring it down as Gherkin looking to attack and trying to dunk it over somebody. Has it go in and out. Luke Wright will come down with a rebound. Great strong take that time by Ben Gherkin. Ryan Clary must have heard me saying that that first one didn't go down clean. <laughs> that one looked like it would have been clean if the, yep. the defense wouldn't have been in position. Claire with it inside now to Wright. Wright cleared himself a little space and able to lay it up and in. So Luke Wright with the bucket. He's at nine out of their 30 already, which is pretty impressive. 40 to 30 now. Kemper with the lead. Putney looking for Gherkin. Finds him down on the baseline. Tipped it out to himself in the corner. He'll track it down, brings it up in the wing, out to Kenny. Minute five to go, 15 on the shot clock. Biter out top, defended by Lawler, wanting to drive, goes right, now spins back in his lane with the left. He's going to miss that one, but fights for his own rebound, but Lawler saves it into the hands that time of Claire. Claire will push it ahead. He's going to attack. He's going to drive down, attack, count the basket. He'll draw some contact and going to get himself to the free throw line, the 6'4 sophomore, leading the break, looking a little like Magic Johnson on that one. Yeah, that was a nice finish in the end one. It's a uh, huge the crowd. The crowd really liked that one. So uh, bring the bring the Raiders some energy. Hard fought as this game is, it's, it's kind of surprising in a way to glance up at the scoreboard. One foul on each team in this quarter. Yeah, that that does not. It's it's a it's been a pretty aggressive game. Yeah, yeah, but it's been a clean aggressive game. Yeah, and that's what you like to see. Claire at the line. Ryan 0 for one tonight. Seventy four percent on the season. Free throw on the way. It is up. It is no good. And the rebound taken down that time by Brock Bading. So Brock with his second rebound. Kaspabar out to, to Brock. Up top now to Kraus. Kaspabar, long three. Made one from that spot to start the game. Misses that one. Rebound going to be tipped out of bounds off of Canny. And it's going to be Isak basketball. And I think the score up there is incorrect. They've got it 40 to 33. It should be 40 to 32. Because Wright made a bucket to make it 40-30, to 30, and then Claire hit a two-point basket and was fouled. Now they do have it corrected. They counted the free throw before he made it, I think. Yeah. Sam Julin will check in for Lawler. Eichhorn back in as well for Isak County. This is a huge... They get the final shot here. They can anyway with 32 seconds left in the half. And, Kate, if they score here, all of a sudden you got a five- or a six-point game going into the halftime. That makes it a, a, a big second half coming up. Yeah, they've done a great job uh, holding their own. They haven't given up at all. Julian with it over the left side, knocked away. Now we're going to get a reach-in foul. going to go on at Jack Bading. So that is number one on Bading. Team foul number two here in the quarter against the Knights. Eichhorn to inbound over on the sideline. Kemper may use some of those fouls here as Eichhorn going to inbound. Looks to get it into right. Does. Who hands it back off to Eichhorn. Over to Claire. Doesn't catch it, but tracks it down on the sideline. Down to 12. Inside to right. And he's going to be fouled by Brock Mading. So Mading will pick up his first. 
That is the third on the night here in the quarter. I think we about jinxed that. We were saying clean, super <laughs> clean, low foul game, and then we get that radio. Both of the, that radio jinx I told you about. Both of the veinings stick went out quick. Inside declares count the basket. Another foul on Hans Kraus. And Ryan Clare will head back to the free throw line as the Raiders start to take advantage inside. And the lead has got to 40 to 34. Carter Putney will check in for Kemper, but you got uh, Asher Lawler and Carter Ludwig checking in for Julen and for Luke Wright with 9.9 seconds remaining here in this first half of play. Claire at the line 0 for 2 tonight. But again, a 74% free throw shooter on the season. Claire right now with 12 points here in the ballgame. I've got him three rebounds, three assists as well. Free throw on the way. This one is up and good. Canny ahead now. Baiting looks to penetrate in. Kicks it off to Kaspavar. Back out to Canny. He'll drive in. Runner at the free throw line. Up no good. Claire with the rebound. His shot from three-quarter court hit the Raptors. And it is no good. And we are through one half of play. And what a ball game, folks. Two one-loss teams squaring off. It is Kemper right now leading it 40-35 to 35 here at the halftime. We'll step away. Roselle Mutual Halftime Report coming up. We are expecting interviews. We hope to get those coming up next year on Kick 106.7. Teamwork begins by building trust. Putting trust in your teammates isn't just for game day. It's important when it comes to your insurance coverage, too. Roselle Mutual and Grinnell Mutual are here to provide you with expertise, exceptional service, and quality insurance for all of your needs. Coming together is the beginning. Staying together makes progress, and working together creates success. For commercial, farm, home, and auto insurance give them a call today at 792-4525 roselle mutual proudly insuring the area since 1876 Hi, this is Dr. Murray with the St. Anthony Clinic in Carroll. As we are in the prime of cold and flu season, we want to make sure that you have access to quality care. Our board-certified family medicine physicians across our clinic locations proudly care for your entire family, including the youngest members. We are here for checkups, illness, and everything in between. We look forward to providing the best quality care for your children. To book an appointment for your child with the St. Anthony Clinic, call 712-792-2222 or contact us through the health portal. Always look to the cross. Always see. Anthony. When it comes to giving you the best yields, conditioning of your seed is the utmost importance. And Jacobson Seed, their focus is on your success. With their updated conditioning equipment, they're giving you, their valued customers, the highest quality seed. With their expanded facilities, conditioning of your seed will help prevent those unyielding, annoying, spindly plants and produce high quality, high yielding crops. Jacobson Seed, American veteran family owned independent seed company. Halftime show sponsored again by Roselle Mutual Insurance. Roselle Mutual knows that teamwork begins with building trust. It's important when it comes to insurance needs, too. Roselle Mutual, Grinnell Mutual, they're here to provide you with expertise and exceptional service. Call them today, 712-792-4525. Kemper, Aubrey Hewton and head coach Andrew Clink joining us here in the Roselle Mutual Halftime Report. It's Kemper 162-35 earlier tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Aub, let's start with you. Uh, you girls came out, I thought, hit some threes early and yeah. settled into the offense. How much did that help you? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> what got you into that rhythm here tonight as a team overall from the outside, do you think? Um, coaches always telling us to look in first and then just in and out kicks have really worked for us. Coach Klink on the other headset. Coach, uh, how did you like the way the offense was clicking here early tonight? Uh, you know, I, I thought we had really good ball movement, uh, not just for periods of time but for four quarters. 
Um, we didn't get some shots to fall in the second quarter, but I thought our ball movement was great. Inside out, around the perimeter, um, you know, uh, when the ball doesn't stick and we get it to move, it makes the defense have to play, and, and our feet get ready, and we knock down some, some really good shots. I mean, we shot just below 50% from three, and a lot of that is just getting the ball to move and inside out, confident kicks. Aubrey, for you guys, defensively, you came out in that full-court pressure. Um, what did that do for you girls and your energy tonight, and how much do you think that impacted ESAC getting into their system tonight? I think it gave us a lot of energy um, coming off of a slump. Yep. <laughs> so just, like, getting our bodies moving a little bit more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> you also shot that corner kind of wing three very well tonight. I think that's always been a spot that's been comfortable for you. What is it about that spot? I just work on it a lot. <laughs> I guess I work on every spot a lot, but that's just where I was tonight. You had to you had to defend some good players. One of them standing over here. We're going to talk to her here in just a minute or two. But uh, McKenna Steiger, uh, talk about the defensive pressure in the half court. What you thought was good about it tonight? Uh, I don't not, know. I not just thought, happy with it. I thought no. I'm happy with it. I think we moved our feet a lot more than we did the previous nights, and we talked towards the end a little bit more. So, yeah. Coach, I want to talk defense with you. Uh, you know, Aubrey, I think, is an outstanding defender. Carson Overmull, Sierra Pudens, Kaylee Simons, all those girls come in. And not that everybody else doesn't play defense, but those girls really seem to lock down opposing players, you know, on the outside and on the perimeter. What did you see from them defensively? You know, I, we talked about last night after the game, um, and it was our focus, the key uh, pregame was we've got to be better on ball. Um, we've got we to gotta be able to move our feet, um, take away the three, but also take away dribble drive. Um, you know, ESAC's got a couple of girls who can do both. Um, and there were times where we did a much more improved job um, from an aspect of we communicated really well. Our rotations were good against ball screen, off ball screen. Um, then there was a couple of times where we got a little lazy, but um, a much uh, better aspect of it today than last night, uh, which is good to see because I know it's cap- we're capable of it. And when we do it, we're, we're pretty sound across the board, whatever five girls are out on the floor. So it just... It comes down to just those little things of communicating, rotating, um, trusting, you know, your abilities and moving your feet. Aubrey, you mentioned a little bit of a slump coming in tonight. What's this win do for this team to, to move forward, especially with Denison on Tuesday? I think it should bring us momentum that we can, like, come back from a slump of, like, four four games. Yeah. Yep. So I, I just think that will help us a lot when we come back. And, Coach, uh, Denison Slash Week Tuesday night, I, I did the game over there. Uh, didn't go the way you wanted it to. It felt like you guys should have had that one. You get a chance for revenge. I think this one's the – no, the other one was the conference game. But what do you do to come out Tuesday night and get a win? Uh, this Tuesday will be a conference game. Yep, okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think we've made a lot of growth since we played them um, early in the year, and I'm sure they've made some growth as well. i uh, watched them on film. They, they've kind of found what works for them, and they've, and they've excelled at it. Uh, so – uh, we gotta, we got to get back to work. Uh, we'll get in there Monday. We'll talk through some things, and we'll get ourselves ready to go for Tuesday night. Uh, we got a, we got a busy week next week. we got two games Friday, Saturday, or Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and then we turn around and play Monday, Tuesday, the following week. So, um, you know, we're getting into that rough, that long stretch in January where you know, we gotta, we got to keep our legs, and we got to be able to trust multiple girls to be able to step into a role and take care of that. Well, I tell you what, appreciate you both joining us here tonight. Congratulations on the victory. Best of luck coming up Tuesday with Dennis and Fleshwick. Thank you. You've awesome. had Aubrey Hooten Thanks, and Jeff. Andrew Clink joining us. We've got McKenna Steiger waiting for us, and I know uh, Coach Phillips is on his way over here, so we'll get uh, we'll get uh, McKenna to jump on the headset as Coach makes his way over here. And 
McKenna, I know not exactly the way you wanted things to go here tonight as, as you and the girls suffer a loss here tonight, but I saw some good things out of there. What's the positive things that you take away from tonight's game? Yeah, I think we didn't play too bad, and our defense was actually pretty solid. Our zone didn't work as well as we wanted it to, but our man was pretty good for the night, and we shot the ball a lot more, which was good. Talk about the man defense. What what was good about the man defense when you, you started and you started 2-3 and then you went man? Kind of what changed for you to go there? Our man really helps our offense flow a lot more. Like when we run our zone, it makes our offense go slower and slow down. So our man helped speed up the game and it helped us get a lot of off or rebounds on the defensive side. I said it tonight, and I hope you take this in a positive way. You're such a good shooter. I want you to look for your shot more. I said that at halftime. You look like you did that in the second half. What's your mindset out there on you can score the basketball and when you need to take shots? I really just look for when it's open, and if it's there, I take it. So how did you feel about the rest of the team offensively tonight? What worked for you and the girls? We ran through a lot of our plays, and some of them worked and some of them didn't, but we just had to keep the ball moving at all times, and that really helped us get the shots off that we needed to do. This is still a young team, so the future, I think, looks really, really good for this group. What's the bond growing like between this group of girls? Yeah, I think we all get along really well, and we flow really well together. And I think that is just going to keep getting better as the season moves on. We do have head coach Jason Phillips now joining us here on the headset. And, and Jason, uh, appreciate you coming over. Um, you know, I, I talked in the pregame with Kate Mayhall, who helped me do the game tonight, and I'm like, you know, uh, East Act's such so strong inside with Addie Ehler and Kendall Cork. And I said, it's going to be interesting to me to see the Franny Glenn matchup and who from Kemper can come in and help. And then both those girls get in foul trouble early. How much did that affect this team? Well, it affected Addie a lot. Yeah. You know, she she didn't play the whole whole first, you know, it was what, 720 when I pulled right. her? Yeah. Um, with two fouls. And so, you know, that t- kind of took a part of our game away from us. Um, but, you know, we have other girls that can step up. And, uh, you know, that's. That's just something you got to deal with, you know. We wanted to be aggressive. We like to be aggressive. Sometimes we're not that way, and and uh, so when you when we see that, we applause that. It just it got away from us a little bit on the fouls end of it. So then we had to kind of go to a zone a little bit. Yep. And, and that's not really what I wanted to do all night long. But you know, that's when you get in foul trouble. That's kind of what you got to do. So how tough is it to be on the bench and see you outshot like you were from the free throw line tonight? And I'm not asking an referee. No, no. And you know yeah. what? Them guys yeah. do a good job. Yeah. I'm not. Yep. You know, yeah, we bitch and complain as coaches, and they all, we all do it. And uh, But you know what? They do a good job, and, and you know, every time we, we had fouls, right. you know. And so, you know, we have to make – we, we shot 12 last night, right. okay, you know, and we only made three. So that's something we need to work on a little bit more. But, you know, we didn't get to the foul line very much. Um, and, and that's partly our fault, okay. If, we, if you don't go to the basket, you're not going to get them calls. And, you know, it gets into a rhythm thing, and, you know, that's something we have to work on. Let's bring McKenna back in here. Uh, Storm Lake St. Mary's coming up not until next Friday, so you get a little bit of a week off. What's the mindset for you and the girls going into that game to kind of turn things back around after a pretty good start to the season? Well, our coach said that we might change everything with our plays and everything, so I'm hoping that works. (laughs) And we'll get us prepared for Friday. And, Coach, for you, Storm Lake St. Mary's, a team struggling. What do you do to go up there and, and maybe start having some of the things that haven't went well for you here these last few games to turn around? You know, we've been not turning the ball over, okay? And that was 
have been one of our biggest problems. We just haven't been shooting it very good, you know, the last few games. Right. And it's all about confidence. We got to get the, that confidence in the next four games, um, and that that changes things. Uh, girls basketball is all about confidence. If you have confidence, they'll make you'll make it. Okay. No matter how bad you look shooting the ball, right? Well, you'll make it. So you know that, and every coach will tell you that. So if you have confidence, it's what we're going to work on this week, gaining our confidence back. Um, and you know what? We're going to go. Up, we're it's here actually, and we're gonna we're gonna win that game, and then we'll go on the next week, and we'll have two good games that we sh- have a possibility to win in there too. So you know, it's all our games. We're in every game. You yep. just gotta when when you when you start the game is zero zero and. Hopefully you just play good enough to be at the end and, and, and look good doing it. And I told them in the locker room, I said, I don't care if we win or lose. Let's just play ball. Right. You know, just shoot the ball. Let's have fun. Let's just play basketball. And uh, we'll get through it. I know one girl that should always shoot with confidence. Yep. And that's this young lady standing right here to my right, McKenna Stagger. So, guys, I very much appreciate you joining us. Basketball coming up next Friday. Enjoy maybe a night or two off this week after practice. Yep, thank you. Thank you. You bet. Again, Station Phillips uh, and McKenna Steiger, the head coach and one of the players for the ESAC Raiders as we get set to start the second half of a play here. And we'll get uh, Kate Mayhall back up here on the headsets here, and we'll get her to slide that back on as uh, Kemper are going to get the, the basketball to start to this second half of play. 40-35 to 35 right now in favor of the Knights. And Carson Candy attacks right away. Draws a foul on Caleb Eichhorn, gets the shot to fall, and Carson Caney going to head to the free throw line and a big start here for the Kemper Knights as they go back up by 7 at 42-35. to 35. Big take here to start the second half for Carson Caney. Yeah, I think the Knights needed some uh, momentum because the Sack definitely had that uh, ending the half. Caney knocks down the free throw. Again, a 90% free throw shooter. The lead is a 43 to 35, Jeff Weichman, along with Kate Mayhall. Again, thanks to Macy Snyder back in the studio. Second half underway here. Thanks for tuning in to our Roselle Mutual Halftime Report. We'll have our motor in player of the game coming up after the game. Sam Julin fires up a three. Count the basket. A whistle and a foul inside. I think going to go on Carter Putney. So that is a, a three-point basket for Julin, his second of the ballgame. And we'll see here. Uh, box out call going to go on Putney. And that will be number two on him. And the first here in the second half against uh, the Kemper Knights. So Jan- Sam Julin cuts it down to a five-point game at 43-38. to 38. That's what it was here at halftime. And the big thing is here, Kate, is Isak gets the ball again. Yeah, that, that's huge. They have another opportunity to, to cut that lead. They're really chipping away at it, and they're doing really well at it. See Sophie Bading in the house here tonight as Sam Julin finds it. Ludwig in the corner. Now out to Claire. Claire looking inside for right. Putney is playing in front of him. Ludwig over to Julin left side, goes behind the back, kicks it on the wing to Icorn, down to Claire in the corner. Right working down in the block. Claire spins to the baseline, dumps it inside to right, and he'll lay it up and in. Ryan Claire with his fourth assist here tonight, and I think all four of them have a one to, to Luke Wright. Yeah, that foul turned out to be pretty huge. Five-point possession, basically. Three-point ball game. Canny with it down here on the left block. Now spins in the lane, gets away from Icorn, misses the layup. And Eichhorn will come up with a rebound, his third of the ballgame. Lob pass down to Ludwig over his head, and a turnover on Eastsack County. Big stop that time for the Knights on the unforced error by Eastsack County. Yeah, Jim is packed here tonight. There's a lot of, a uh, uh, big part in that. Both sides have a lot of fans. Uh, easy to sway the momentum through that. Canny will bring it up again, looks to attack, leaves it off for Putney out to Biter. Long three, about a 22-footer up in good, and the ball moving again by Kemper is what created that open look. 
tenth point of the night for uh, Biter. He's a great contributor, both offense and defense. 46 to 40. Eichhorn on the left side. We'll see if they can get him going again. He had a big first half. Julen going to fire up a three, looking to answer. In and out, no good. Luke Wright, though, pulls down the rebound. Goes back up against Brock Bading, draws the contact. And he's going to get himself to the free throw line as Bading will pick up his second. And that'll be the second against the Knights here in the half. Yeah, Luke Wright is doing a great job of uh, getting a body on everybody for uh, that rebound. And it's, it's paying off for him. Tell you what, Kate, we've got a player of the game to announce after the game. I don't know if this is going to be an easy choice. No, it's certainly not, especially uh, what team is going to be from this. Yeah. It's going to be a close one. Yeah, 46-41 to 41 now as Wright hits the free throw. Luke, 2 of 3 at the line tonight. Raiders again a 60% free throw shooting team on the year. Second one on the way. It is up no good, and Canny will come down with a rebound. A lot of bodies going for that rebound, a lot of contact, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, great uh, great trink by Kenny. Kasselbauer attacks again off the left side. He's going to get to the rim. I mentioned it in the first half, uh, Kate, when, when Kemper started to struggle from the outside a little bit. I thought maybe they'd attack the rim. They've started to do that again as Julen picks up his second. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that's difficult with Kemper is that the, most of them can shoot, and they can, they have a great move to the hoop. So. Kasper Bauer missed the free throw. The rebound comes down to the Raiders. Claire with it now over to right. They'll get it across half court with Julian on the right side, picked up by Bating. Knights sitting in a man-to-man. Backdoor cut by Ludwig. Pull-up jumper off the baseline. Bounces around the rim and dropped in. Ryan Claire with another assist. He sees the floor extremely well from everywhere he's had out on the floor. Putney now out to Biter, spins in the lane, dump pass over now to up Baiting. Had to go down and catch that one between the legs, up to Kaspavar. Kaspavar drives again on Julen, and the layup is up in good. The weak side helps kind of get quicker if you're East Nat County coming in over that dribble penetration. Yeah, now that they're starting to uh, drive a lot more, they're going to have to work on that. Biter tips the pass intended for Ludwig down in the corner, out of bounds. It'll stay with East Nat County, the great Dale uh, Wagner uh, down on the other end here tonight. Dale, of course, with the Sac City paper, does a tremendous job of covering news and sports in the Sac City area. Ludwig with it and a good friend of mine. Up now to Julen out high on the right side. Julen with it. Knights have dropped into a zone, a 2-3 zone. Eichhorn with it. Works it over to Julen on the right side. Bounce pass down inside to Claire. Turnaround jumper rolls home. And the Raiders back on the board as this thing keeps swaying between a five and seven point game. Carson Keeney again attacks the rim and lays it up and in and scores another bucket here tonight while drawing another foul. And that is going to be the third on the Raiders here in this quarter. And Carson Keeney will head back to the line where he is two of two tonight. There have been multiple fouls on uh, on the shot while they're uh, where they made the shot, but uh, this has been one of the Carson Keeney's make right now has been one of the first. Uh, Makes for to uh, conclude that three-point play. 53 now. 245 as he knocks down the free throws. Three of three tonight. Raiders go back inside. Declare shot up off the rim. No good. And the rebound again tipped into the hands of uh, Carson Canny. Canny will push. Gets it off to Baiting. Off now to Canny. Canny with it. Picks up the dribble over to Biter on the left wing. Bider looking to drive against Claire. Gets it back out now to Kasselbauer. He's going to fire up one just inside the 10-foot line on the volleyball court. He'll miss it as it's just short. Ryan Claire with the rebound. Long pass down to Ludwig on the wing. 
something I noticed about that last possession was right when Brock Bating touched the ball, I mean, there were two people crashing out onto him because he is just such a threat as a shooter out there. Julian with a nice catch on a high pass, finds Icorn down on the right wing. Over to Ludwig left side, he'll fire up a three. It's off the rim, no good. Long rebound taken down by Carson Caney. Caney right now with four rebounds unofficially, Kate, is the leading rebounder for Kemper here tonight. If that ball thrown away and Ryan Clare comes up with a loose basketball. He's just all over the place, but uh, Sack had a really great uh, movement uh, when that, with that last possession, and uh, doing it again here. Ludwig goes down to right, down in the corner. They're double-teaming in the front, and there is a steal by Carter Putney. They were double-teaming Ryan Clare. Putney drives all the way down, lays it up, and it could have been a, a goaltending call on that. Somebody, I wasn't for sure who it was, but somebody got into the net while the ball was on the rim. That's technically is supposed to be a goaltending call, but it might have been one of the Raiders and means it went in. They didn't call it. Julin with it, dumps it over to the right side. Icorn firing up a three. It's a long and another weak side rebound from Carson Canny as he has taken over here in the third. Off to Bating. Bating going to attack. Lost it on the way up into the hands of Putney. Putney's shot is up no good. A rebound from Bating and the tip in is up in good. There's a lot of contact down, uh, down under the hoop right there. Brock uh, did a great job finishing that shot. Yeah, this game getting physical. I think Sam Julin just picked up his third here a moment ago. That'll be the fourth here in the quarter. Subs coming in for both teams. We'll just run you through lineups here as soon as everybody gets in, baiting at the line. Brock with his first two-point basket tonight. He's got Fawn. He is a 75% free throw shooter, and it's nothing but the bottom of the net. And just like that, this lead is back up to 13. Yeah, I think that it's just been a slow build back up to that lead. I mean, no big... No huge uh, plays, just, they just uh, kept chipping away towards the greater lead. Julian over to Tony Clare, so both Clares on the court. We'll call them by their first name. We'll get you through lineups here in a moment. Julian back over to Rubendahl. Rubendahl with it, skips it over to Tony Clare, open for three. It is up, it is off the rim, no good. Rebound batted around, Ryan Clare comes up with it. He's going to draw some contact, and he's going to get himself to the free throw line. So the Knights have Casper Bauer, also Canny, looks like Gherkin Putney, and Jack Bading on the floor for Eastside County. It's Ryan Clare and Tony Clare, Sam Julin, also Luke Wright, and at Jackson Rubendahl. Free throw on the way from Ryan Clare is up in good. Clare, two of four at the line here tonight, 58-46. Kemper with the lead. Hard to believe we haven't had a tie or a lead change in this game. Second free throw is up. The Knights have led throughout. Jackson Rubendahl, the offensive rebound, put back, count the basket. He'll draw some contact and get to the free throw line. So just like that, all of a sudden, Isak looks like they're trying to claw back into this one. Yeah, that was a huge momentum change right there. I mean, uh, it almost looked like they just didn't realize what was going on. He just got that easy little putback with the uh, caught him off guard at the end one. Ben Gherkin picks up his second foul of the night. Rubendahl at the line. Jackson, a 50% free throw shooter on the season. Free throw on the way is up in good. He had a big game here a couple of weeks ago against OABCIG on a night I broadcasted. Just like that, the lead is cut down to nine. Um, under double digits is huge. 58-49. Jack Baden gets it off now to Kenny. Again, drives in. Comes to the jump stop, and the layup is up in good. I love the jump stop. 60-49. to Kemper with the lead. Julian with it. Now over to Rubenall on the left side. Rubenall going to fire up a three. Left it short. Battle for the rebound, and it's going to be Michael Kasperbauer for Kemper, his second. 
Casper Bauer down to Bading. Bading spins to the baseline. Fadeaway jumper against Tony Clare. Up and good. Great move out of the sophomore right there, especially with uh, Tony on defense on him. 62-49. Ruben Null up top to Julin. Over to the right side to Tony. Back up to Julin. Julin looks to drive. Penetrates over on the left side, top of the key. Gets it to Ruben Dahl on the wing. Minute 40 left here, and this is third quarter. Knights up 13. They'll go inside to Lawler. Double team will come. He'll kick it out to Tony. Pump fake. Got the defender around him. Pull up jumper from eight is long. And Ben Gherkin will come down with a rebound. Gherkin off. Now gets it across half court. Left side to Jack. Baiting with it. Looking to drive. Now gets into the lane. Dump pass inside to Putney. Gets it back over to Baiting. Baseline jumper from 10, no good, and Ruben Dahl will clear the rebound up for East Sac County. That was a great box up by uh, East Sac. I didn't see his number that. Julin gets it off to Claire. Turnaround jumper for Tony is up and good. Sam Julin with the assist. And Tony Claire with his first basket here tonight. 62-51 now in favor of East Sac County or excuse me, Kemper, a long three from up top, Jack Bating. It's up no good, but there's Gherkin for the rebound. His second of the ball game. They'll get it back out now to Kaspauer. He'll attack, lays it over the front of the rim, no good. And the rebound taken down by Luke Wright, his fifth of the ball game. Julin will push it up, crosses over. Works it left side to Rubendahl. Rubendahl back up to Julin. About 11 seconds difference between the shot and game clock. Tony Clare drives in. Top runner is up and good off of the baseline for the 6-1 senior. And it's back to a nine-point game at 62-53. That was a nice little runner right there, right when they needed some uh, energy. Knights can hold it for the final shot here of the quarter. Putney just above the right elbow, up top now to Kaspovar in the half-court circle. Down to 12. Canny will cut over to the right side. Kaspovar wanting to drive, attack, leaves it off for Putney, out to Canny. Six seconds to go. Dump pass down to Gherkin in the right corner. Drives up on the wing. Fade away. Jumper up. No good. Right with the rebound. And that is going to do it for the third quarter. Kemper going to lead it by nine. They build on their lead here in this third quarter. Boy, outscoring them 62-8. Or excuse me, 22-18 to to lead at 62-53. We'll head to the fourth quarter back in one minute here on Kick 106.7. From footings to framing to finish. For farm, home, or commercial, for more than 90 years, Wallach Lumber Company has been proud to help our communities grow. With four convenient locations and one of the largest building material inventories in the area, we are sure to be able to fill all your building needs. From project design and estimating to friendly advice, we can't wait to be part of the process for you. Wallach Lumber, with locations in Wallach, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll. We're not your grandpa's lumber yard. People want and deserve more comfort, efficiency, and reliability, both in their homes and places of work. Dries Company will be there to meet these challenges, whether we are designing a new system or servicing your existing equipment. We are a rapidly growing company that strives to meet and exceed all your expectations. No matter if you are looking to buy new appliances or need the help from one of our certified technicians, we are here for you. We pride ourselves in our installation and service. Dries Company, servicing the Carroll area since 1933. Raiders will have the basketball as we head to the fourth quarter. John Blank, but along with uh, Kate Mayhall, we've got uh, Macy Snyder again back in our kick studios here today. Ruben Null up to Icorn. Knights stay in a 2-3 zone. Rubendahl trying to shoot him out of it. Misses it off the right to our left side. A rebound to Tony Clare. His putback no good. Goes up and gets his own rebound. The putback up no good. And the battle for the rebound taken down by Gherkin inside. I mean, Tony, 
Go ahead. There's Kate. no sense of quit in this uh, ESAC team, which is really fun to watch. And there is Carson Canny again uh, driving in. The young man just comes up clutch in clutch situations at 64-53. Claire again. Tony over on the left wing. Looks for Ryan down on the baseline. Looks inside the lane to Lawler. Ball tipped away. Gherkin, or excuse me, a biter will come up with it. Ben going to drive down. Now attacks and misses the layup. Claire got in there late to defend that one, and Ruben now comes up with a rebound. Now Eichhorn into the lane over to Tony Claire right side. He'll penetrate down on the baseline. Dump pass inside to Ryan Claire for the layup. Great look and great positioning for uh, Claire right there. 64-55, Ryan Claire with another bucket. He's got 18 here tonight, and there is Jack baiting a little step back at the free throw line, knocks that one down. Baiting putting on a little bit of a show tonight. He's got 11 off of the bench. The lead is 11. At 66-55. Eichhorn with it. Six and a half left in this one. Down to Tony Clare. Baseline jumper up. No good. Rebound batted around. And it's going to be Biter coming out of there with it for the night. Even though he didn't make that shot, it was a great pump fake. I mean, got him in the air. And uh, I know he's got. Biter with a fadeaway jumper. He'll knock that one in. It's 68 now to 55. As the lead is back to 13. Every time Isak makes a run, Kate, the Knights have an answer as Jack Bating comes up with the steal. Ahead and Biter going to lay it up and in, and the lead is extended now to 15. He'll head to the line for a free throw. Yeah, the Raiders are going to need to start to go on some sort of run or make some sort of adjustment in order to claw uh, back into this game. Reagan Biter at the line, a 58% free throw shooter. Canny will check out. That foul here a moment ago on Caleb Eichhorn, his third. Biter's free throw no good. And Ryan Clare will pull down another rebound, his eighth of the ballgame. He's nearing a double-double here tonight. Tony Clare with it on the right side. They'll get it inside to Luke right underneath now to Ryan. That was a tough pass. That was one where Luke's about four foot in front of the basket, probably needed to take that shot. Yeah, I think he, uh, he would have uh, been successful. Biter going to get it inbounds. They'll work it in now to Jack Bating. 5.50 left here in the fourth quarter. Jack Bating drives in, leaves it up top to Biter. Biter wanting to drive against Ryan Clare, drives in and gets the layup up in good. Nice take, and they're attacking the big guy off the dribble. Yeah, that was a really great uh, little hesitation move right there by Biter. Lead back to 17, Julin with it. Dribbles over right side, now off it to Clare. That's Tony, back up to Julin. Julen drives in, jump stop in the lane, back out to Tony. Right side, top of the key, three up, no good. There's Luke Wright for the rebound, and the put back up in good for the senior. And we're going to get a timeout called by East Sac County. 72-57 in favor of the Knights, 518 remaining. We'll step away, take a break. We're back right after this. On Kick 106.7. Hi, this is Michelle from Midwest Wholesale. Designing your dream kitchen takes experience and trust, and we have it all. We've been in the business of designing kitchens for years. It's not new to us, and that experience and knowledge is priceless when you're putting your heart into your home. Customize your kitchen design with stunning cabinetry from Kitchens Plus by Birch. Come see our showroom and let us show you the difference. Top-notch service and quality cabinetry from Kitchens Plus by Birch and Midwest Wholesale. How you want it, when you want it, where you want it, we deliver. Seventy-two fifty-seven. 57 Kemper with the lead here in the fourth. Kate, 
How's Kemper been able to extend this? This was a 43-40 game in the third quarter. What's Kemper been able to do? Uh, they started to get a little bit cold on the three-point line, so they have been attacking the rim like uh, almost every possession, and it's it's been really impressive. They, I mean, almost all of them have a pretty good move to the hoop, and they've just really been utilizing that. And that's the thing that I think sets this team apart for maybe some of their previous teams. When they don't hit from the outside, they can get to the rim with so many different guys. It's such a tough team to defend. Carter Putney with it. Backdoor cut from Jack Baden. Kicks it out to Casper Bauer left corner. He'll drive in on Julen. Jump stop. Gets it out now to Baden. Jack's three on the way up in good. They've got some really good chemistry. They do. Uh, on this night team as well. They play a lot of basketball together, I'm guessing. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> Sound like you've played against them a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of them. Not, not too many, though. Luke right with it. Got poked oh. in the eye, and we're going to get an official's timeout as Putney trying to reach in and knock that one away and just got him in the left eye. Nothing intentional there. See Kaylee Simon standing down here in front of us. What a ball game she had earlier tonight, right? Yeah, she she's so much fun to watch. She's all she over the place, causing yeah. chaos all the time. Yeah, her body after between volleyball and basketball season, she's going to be so beat up by the time her career's over. Oh yeah, it's, she just she plays with so much hustle. Yeah, she she's she's such a great girl though. Yes, yes, fun kid. I'll tell you a story here in a moment. Tragen <laughs> Biter comes up with the steal. We're going to get a reach in foul on Ryan Claire. So. Not taking any credit for how good she was because she was great before she started coming into the gym, but I coached her in club volleyball when she was in the sixth grade, and she practiced with our varsity kids. Yeah, just, yeah. just crazy good. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was that good when she came into the gym. So. Still won't take credit for it either. No. <laughs> great, great person. Yep. Aspabauer with it. Knights with a basketball. They'll get it over to Jack Mating. Step back three on the way. Up no good. And the rebound taken down by Luke Wright. Off now to Sam Julen. Julen gets it up across half court. Over to Tony Clare on the right side. Bounces it down to Ryan. It's going to be knocked out of bounds. It'll stay with the Raiders. 4.15 left. We do anticipate a player and a coach from both teams coming up here in the postgame. So hopefully we'll get that opportunity in the Mackey Motors at tailgate. Now, you've got some neighbors or something that are here tonight, some young ones? Yeah. Yeah? And uh, I, their they're dad's about 6'9", so I expect them to be out here someday. <laughs> ball knocked into the backcourt. When we get a dead ball, I want you to give them a shout-out by name. <laughs> okay. I want to get their names on the radio. Sam Julin with it, drives in, pull-up jumper on the way up, no good. Brock Baden comes down with a rebound. Brock with his fourth rebound here of the ballgame, gets it off to Kaspavar. 3.50 left in this one. 18-point lead, and there is going to be a foul on Sam Julin, and that is going to be number four on the point guard for the Raiders. And Michael Kaspelbauer has been one of the more aggressive guys getting to the rim. Has uh, gotten himself there. He's one of three at the line. After this first free throw, Kate, I want you to mention your neighbors as the free throw is up and good. Yeah, um, they're, they're really great family. The Bowdishes. Uh, Mallory, Brindley, Hazel, and Mav, uh, and I think they're going to be some—they're going to be pretty great athletes someday. And they're—they're they're terrific kids. They—they've always supported me in everything I've done, so I can't wait to uh, support that family. So that means you're going to be coming back and, and doing radio for a long time. Huh? <laughs> for sure, I'd—I'd I'd, I'd love to do it sometime when they're playing. Cast of hour. Knocks down both free throws. Carter Ludwig with the three left side up, no good. Ryan Clare with another rebound. He'll lay it up and in, and that'll make it 76 to 59. 
Jack uh, has been really impressing me running the point guard position. I kind of yes. I, I like that, so Michael can play off the ball and uh, uh, have a little bit more uh, advantage to drive to the hoop. Castellauer attacks, misses that one. Luke right with his ninth rebound of the game. They'll get it off to Julin. Julin will bring it up. Works it over now to Eichhorn out high on the left side. Knights have done a good job of cooling him down here in the second half as he misses an elbow jumper. There's Ryan Clare, though, with the putback. And, folks, if my numbers are correct, he's now got a double-double as that was his 10th rebound. Very impressive on the glass, uh, getting above everybody, and uh, never gives up on the ball. Jack baiting long three up, no good. Luke Wright tips the rebound into the hands of uh, Sam Julin. Raiders will bring it up. 15-point game. Knights look like they're going to win their 10th straight. Icorn has the pass tipped. He'll let it go out of bounds. Great hustle, though. Brock Baiting nearly. They did try to save that one and nearly was able to, but it's going to be out of bounds. And that's the kind of competitive nature you love to see out of this team, Kate. You're up 15, two and a half minutes left. You can let that ball go out of bounds, and then it can end up going into somebody else's hands. But he hustled after that one. Yes, he did. And there's, I, I think part of it is there's so many good players out there. They, they're earning their spot, and they really got to work for it. Raiders bringing in some subs. Sam Schmidt into the ballgame for the first time, the 5'10 senior. Work it to Icorn, dumps it underneath for Claire, catches it under the basket, goes up, misses it, but tips it to himself, misses the putback, and then misses again, and Tragen Biter will come up with a rebound. Work it underneath to Gherkin, and another bucket for the Kemper Knights. We've got a collision as Ryan Claire went up the block, and him and Gherkin both coming down on the ground, but luckily both guys are okay. Hate to have seen either one of those young guys get hurt as Ryan Clare will score down on the other end. It's 78 now to 63. That's his 24th point out of their uh, 63, so he's a huge competitor and uh, part of their team. Yeah, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists unofficially for Clare tonight. Kaspabar with it, now off to Keeney. We'll have our motor end player of the game coming up in the postgame. We're a minute and a half away from that pass tipped inside and tipped by Eichhorn into the hands of Julet. Julin will bring it up. Dribbles over on the left side. Now off to Eichhorn on the left wing. Eichhorn penetrates in the lane. Runner in front of the rim. This one will fall for Caleb Eichhorn. He's now in double digits with a 10 and at 78 to 65. Canny's going to walk it up across half court. Works the ball out. Defended by Schmidt out top. We'll go under a minute on this possession. 25 on the shot clock. Canny working it right now against Schmidt. Not close enough to get the five count. Schmidt, I don't think, wants to get any closer. Kenny's one of those guys that can get around you pretty good. He'll penetrate in, gets to the rim, and lays it up and in. Another bucket here tonight for Carson Canny. He's had a big night. I think that was his 20th uh, out of their 80, so big contributor there. Ball knocked out of bounds. It'll stay with the Raiders as Canny knocking that one away, and he's one of those guys that probably going to be in our discussion, I would imagine, for player of the game. Yes, for sure. Schmidt with it up top. And the ball is stolen away by Kaspabauer. Gets it ahead to Gerger, to Biter, and Biter will lay it up and in. Kaspabauer with the steal and the assist. Tragen Biter with another bucket. 82 now, 65. Carter Ludwig out top with it. Down to 12 seconds inside to Clare. And Ryan Clare will lay it up and in. 82-67 is how this one is going to end as Kemper will pick up their 10th straight win. He's not going to drop their second straight as the Knights again win it here, 82-67.
Kate and I need to step away. we got to talk about our player of the game. We'll have that coming up in the Mackey Motors tailgate coming up next right here on Kick 106.7. Since 1968, Mackey Motors has been serving Lake City and the surrounding communities with new and certified pre-owned vehicles. Mackey Motors is a full-service dealership providing oil changes in our Quick Lube Express phase, a service department with world-class trained technicians, a body shop and collision center with the latest equipment, a full vehicle detailing department, or come talk with one of our highly knowledgeable sales staff. Recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackey Motors in Lake City and MackeyMotors.com. Nothing better exemplifies teamwork than the hard work and dedication of our local student-athletes. The same can be said of the team at Domino Motors in Sac City. Whether it's pre-owned or new, parts or service, Domino Motors has the expertise you don't just need but deserve. Domino Motors, Sac City's ideal Chevy dealer and proud supporters of the East Sac County Raiders. Are you the student athlete who gets out of bed hours before you want to and stay at school hours after class to practice? Are you one of those kids who push themselves to perform better and pull for their teammates when they struggle? Good for you. Keep working hard, but remember to dream big too. Because reaching big goals starts with dreaming big dreams. Your fans at Bank Midwest are proud of you. Great experience, one place. Thank you for calling Brinks Exteriors. This is Allie. Hi, we recently had a tree fall in our house, and I'd like to get an estimate or a roof damage. Sure, we offer free on-site consultations for all our services. Great. While I have you, could you refer me to someone who can replace a drafty window? Brinks does windows, too, with high-quality Energy Star products. What if we'd like to replace our siding? Brinks has you covered. Gutters? Doors? Our name says it all. Brinks Exteriors is your headquarters for all things exterior, from start to finish. Call 712-ROOF-PRO or visit BrinksExteriors.com. When it comes to sports, injuries, and pain, call the specialist at Suppy Chiropractic Clinic with Dr. Mike Suppy and Dr. Jack Janning. Dr. Suppy and Dr. Janning work closely with area athletes and teams in providing effective treatment and rehabilitation of sports-related injuries. For optimal sports performance, call Dr. Mike Suppy and Dr. Jack Janning at Suppy Chiropractic Clinic today, 792-6026. Or you can stop by their clinic at 1420 Highway 71 North in Carroll. Proud sponsors of all area teams. From bump, set, spike to the crack of the bat, at Motor Inn of Carroll, we love our high school sports. And we love the opportunity to support our local schools, athletes, coaches, and parents. Through the hard work of our kids, we get the enjoyment of watching and listening to their activities. Other life lessons, like teamwork and citizenship, help create outstanding young women and men we are so proud to sponsor. Good luck to all of our local sports teams. For Motor Inn of Carroll. Mackey Motors at Tailgate brought to you by Mackey Motors, the Lake City recipient of the GM Mark of Excellence Award for 15 years running. Find new roads at Mackey Motors in Lake City. Check them out online at MackeyMotors.com. And, and Kate, some final thoughts for you before we announce our player of the game. Uh, I think the Knights just overall, they, they did a great job driving to the hoop. Uh, one person I want to give a shout-out to was uh, Carter Putney. Just, yep. uh, he, I noticed him all game. He's just... Uh, he, he had to work really hard against that Ryan Claire. I mean, I think he could have been much more dangerous if uh, it wasn't working that way. But I think they all did a great job uh, playing together, playing with great chemistry. And it was just a little little too much for the um, ETEC. The, uh, ETEC is a very strong team. It was a little too much for them to handle. 
I, I think the difference, you mentioned it, I think, there early in the fourth. When Kemper went cold from the outside, they were able to attack the rim. And when they attacked the rim, they got back into a rhythm offensively. Yeah, it, the way that they can all drive and all almost have a move that uh, can get them a, a bucket each each uh, possession, they they really maximize the possession. I told you before the game started that Ryan Clare, kind of a special freshman, along with Brock Bading, uh, what was your thoughts of him here tonight and getting a chance to see him play for the first time? Oh, I think he's going to be a really special player. I mean, he, he's already very, very talented, as you can see, but... Um, no, I'll be really excited to see how we can uh, improve in the future. I mean, he's only a sophomore. That's that's really impressive. And you and I, we decided on a player of the game. We're going with Carson Candy. Your thoughts on why? Yeah, I think he just he did a great job facilitating their entire you know the team. Um, he has a great move to the hoop. He can shoot. He was just a great there a great threat on offense, and then caused a lot of chaos on defense. He knows how to. He knows how to interrupt the game and take over take over when it was needed in the third quarter. Absolutely. He was the reason when that lead got down to three that it, it jumped back up into double digits. Well, I tell you what, for the first time, I appreciate you. Not first time on a headset, but <laughs> first time helping out with the broadcast. So thanks for coming up and helping today. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. You bet. Kate Mayhall joining us. We've got Jack Bating and head coach uh, Sean Minahan. They'll be joining us in one minute right here on Kick 106.7. The biodiesel industry is growing at a rapid pace across the country, but also in our backyards. And Western Iowa Energy is at the forefront of that environmental and economic advancement. Western Iowa Energy is committed to producing renewable, clean-burning diesel for our area and beyond. Made from a large range of feedstocks, the biodiesel produced locally by Western Iowa Energy is creating green jobs, improving the environment, and reducing our dependence on imported diesel. Western Iowa Energy, fueling a better future. Arcadia Meats proudly supports ESAC County student-athletes. For more than 40 years, Arcadia Meats has set the bar high when it comes to official and custom processing of your animals, retail needs, and wholesale distribution. Serving all of Iowa and beyond, whether you're looking for fresh steaks, pork products, their famous herbs jerky, or any products for your personal or business needs, look for all of your Arcadia Meats favorites at a store or restaurant near you. And go Raiders! Coming to you live here from the Gatorade broadcast booth of Mackey Motors at Tailgate. Jeff Langman joined by Jack Bading and also head coach Andrew Klink as the Kevin Knights pick up their 10th straight win, knocking off a very good Eastack County team here tonight, 82-67 to on the road. Jack, you came off the bench tonight. Uh, this offense kind of clicking. Uh, how did you try to fit in and find your role with what you guys were looking to do? Well, you know, we got a good system offense, and with Carson out there creating looks, it's easy to score. And we just share the ball uh, really well, waiting for the best opportunities for us. What were they doing defensively against you tonight, and how were you and your teammates able to go against that? I felt like we would move it around, and they would shift a little bit, and then that would create my angles where I can either get to the hoop and dish or create my own shot. Sean, they, they, they came out tonight, and they came out in the man-to-man. You guys got him into that zone. Uh, or actually, they started in the zone. Yep. You shot him out of that, and they got him into a man-to-man I thought tonight at times you guys went cold from the three, which is going to happen even though you're a good three-point shooting team. I thought the thing that was nice was didn't take you long to recognize that. I thought it was when you were aggressive going to the basket that was kind of the difference in the game here tonight. Yeah, and I think and that was kind of like last night. They just, uh, teams are looking to take away the three a little bit more. That's why they switched to the man. Uh, but it creates gaps yep. uh, and driving lanes, so we were able to get to, effectively get to the rim. Uh, for the most part, we finished pretty darn well. Had, had a few not quite fall for us, but, I mean, I thought the biggest thing is our guys, our guards attacked really, really well. 
um, Carter has had success, did a good job of finding e- easy openings. So um, offensively, you know, not, no, not a whole lot of complaints. What did you think of your full-court defense tonight, and, and how was that able to get this tempo where you wanted it? Uh, it just makes people, you know, try to speed up, and then when they're speeding up, that's our pace. So if they're trying to math- match our pace, like usually, for the most part, we're going to we're gonna win that one more, more often than not. If if the game, as long as the game stays fast, you know they presented challenges for us uh, just with their size, which we, which I knew they were gonna do. Um, but the nice thing about that zone is if it's not speeding them up, it's it's ultra slowing them down, um, and it's eating into their shot clock time. So it takes away some of their opportunities to create as many good looks. They still did a really good job of that, and they were very efficient scoring the ball around the rim. You mentioned their size. Uh, I want to bring that up. I, both of their guys, Luke and Ryan, had big games tonight. Mm-hmm. But I, Caleb Eichhorn shot it well for a while, but you didn't let Julian or Eichhorn or any of the guards really consistently get going to hurt you. So even though the big guys were able to do something inside, you didn't allow the guards to hurt you. Was that part of the game plan tonight? I mean, it's just our, our guards play really good on ball yep. defense is the big thing. So we just got to keep working. And, um, you know, Carter Putney plays his butt off and does a great job defensively. But uh, they did a good job of setting screens and creating good looks for the post. Uh, the challenge they presented that other teams that we hadn't really seen this year was when the teams play too big at the same time. Uh, so they have, and that makes it a little bit tougher. We can usually figure out a way to guard one, but um, two is a lot more challenging for us. And I think that was the biggest thing that that gave us fits is um, trying to figure out taking away both of them at the same time is a little challenging. Jack, for you defensively, when you're out there and you know they're getting it into the bigs, how are you trying to decide when to go help and when to stay out on their shooters? No, it comes down to who I'm guarding. If it's a shooter, I'm not going to help as much, but if I got a bigger guy on me, I'm going to go down and help see if I can get a cheap steal. This team shares the ball so well. How do you guys communicate on the floor on those dribble drives, or what? how do you guys know where everybody seems to be at all times? We know it goes back to our offense. We got a good system, and Usually if Carson's driving, he's going to kick corner. We could swing one more, maybe create another driving angle or another open shot. Back to the Hawkeye 10 Tuesday against Dennis and Schleswig. You didn't get a play against them over there. How hungry are you to get a chance for them uh, coming up on Tuesday night? Very hungry. Every game matters from here on out, and looking forward to it. I tell you what, great job tonight. Coach, for you, before we let you guys go, Dennis and Schleswig, you got out to a really good start over there on a Saturday. I was over there for that game. You kind of rolled. That, that was a team that was one of the favorites along with you. What do you got to do to pick up a win in the game that's now the conference game? Uh, you know, the biggest thing is uh, just we got to continue to compete. If we can dictate the pace of the game, that's going to help us. Uh, you know, they're big. I'm, um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, big guy. He, 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 he's six foot eight. He's going to be a tough matchup uh, for us. So we're just going to have Arkell. to. Yep, Arkell. Arkell. So, he's, so we're going to have to make sure we're, we're rotating and, and making sure we're we're challenging them. The, um, they like to go two three. So um, they did some two three zone against us last time. We shot the ball well, uh, and then we attack gaps. And then offensively, we just need to make sure we're controlling the pace and um, do our best because they, they're still pretty darn good. And and they they can beat you if you if you if you sleep on them. Well, guys, appreciate you joining us. Congrats on the win. Best of luck coming up on Tuesday night. We'll step away take a break. Going to try to catch up with East Tech Raiders when we come back next here on Kick 106.7. Hi, this is Terry with Avela Bank. We hope all our area teams have a great season this year and wish you the best of luck. As a team, you know how important it is to prepare for the next big game. Your finances should be treated the same way. At Avela, we make taking care of your money easy with simple free checking. No minimum balance, no monthly service charge, and only a $50 minimum deposit required to open. Stop into Avela Bank to get started with the Avela team today. Avela Bank, member FDIC. It's common to feel overwhelmed when it comes to insurance. That's why you need to have an agent you can trust. 
For almost 150 years, Roselle Mutual has been insuring homes, farms, and much more in Carroll and the surrounding communities. At Roselle Mutual, you can depend on us to personally guide you and recommend coverage that's best for your shiny new car, your latest ATV, or if you want to put the best protection on your family, home, or farm. We are here to provide you with expertise, exceptional service, and quality insurance for all your needs. Roselle Mutual, a partner of Grinnell Mutual. Give us a call at 792-4525. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Auto Group in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Each week, be sure to check out the Vehicle of the Week on our station website at 1380kcim.com, our social media platforms, and our new mobile app. You can also tune in to any of the games on broadcasting. Look for your perfect vehicle at New Way Auto Group, where you get free oil changes for life and home of warranty forever. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is a proud supporter of the East Sac Raiders. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is dedicated to providing reliable, affordable, and responsible electricity. Whether watching TV or using the Internet, Raccoon Valley's member owners depend on the electricity from Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative to power their lives and to keep them connected with family, friends, and communities. Raccoon Valley Electric Cooperative is your Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Family-owned and operated since 1948, Quant Auto Salvage is the area's best full-service scrap facility. Whether you're looking to sell scrap iron, vehicles, or batteries, or you need to locate that difficult-to-find part for your vehicle, they have what you need. And if it isn't in stock, they can locate it with their nationwide parts database. Quant Auto Salvage. They sell the best and recycle the rest. to care for in your life X Y Nationwide on your side Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates, Columbus, Ohio. Here at Gretemann and Associates, we know that finding the right protection for you and your family's needs is important. That's why we partner with Nationwide, offering protection for you, your family, your business, and your future. Call 712-792-5050 or visit Gretemann.com to learn more. Tailgate rolling on here on uh, Kick 106.7. Ryan Clare from the Raiders joining us. We'll get head coach Todd Bantrager, Bantrager coming over here in just a little bit. He's being interviewed somewhere else right now. But, uh, Ryan, heck of a ball game for you. My unofficial stats, age of 26 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists here in the ball game. So an outstanding game. But I know you're probably happy with the stats, but disappointed in the final here tonight. You and I were kind of chatting. Uh, you just kind of mentioned it was really difficult guarding their guys and their guards, especially out on the perimeter. Yeah, it was. They're so quick, and then if you step step too far back, they can hit that three. So it's really hard. What was the mindset defensively for this team going in? We were just trying to get intensity on them, stay up, try not to let them get past us. They got out to a quick start. You guys went out of the 2-3 into the man-to-man. How did that help you guys? I feel like we got a little bit more like intense, yep. like getting up on them, pressuring them a little bit. But then we got tired at the end a little bit. Is that what happened? As you guys down three there in the third quarter, how were they able to kind of take back control of the game? We, they got into the paint, and then they could dish that big, or they kept in those hand ones. So that really brought us down. Talk about you down on the offensive end. You and Luke seem to have a pretty good rhythm with each other. Uh, what's it like playing with him now for a second year? And talk about that bond that you've developed with him and the rest of the guys out on the floor. Oh, it's great. Um, 
it's it's just fun playing with him because we have so many shooters. And then Luke, it's fun because whenever I get, his guy comes over, he's just always there for that little lob pass for him to finish that. You see the floor, whether it be from the free throw line or if you catch down in the block. Where did you learn that from? Your dad, your brother, who was a really good player? Where did, or is that just something that you've always had? Is that ability to you see the floor almost like a point guard? I feel like I've had it, but having them really helped me like get full vision of it. So that that really helped. And then my AAU coach always helped me too. Defensively, what were they trying to do to you tonight? Because uh, you knew they were probably going to try and double you and Luke as often as they could. Yeah, I think they were just trying to double us so we, it was harder to skip past it to those threes. How were you guys able to try and kick, and what adjustments did you make to be able to try and get those, you know, those skip passes to be able to get it to your shooters? We just had to get more physical with them, too. We had to step through, get through, get through that double team and stuff. What's it like out there with the physicality out on the floor sometime in games like this? It can get tough sometimes, but you just got to fight through, persevere. I, I got to ask you, the first couple of times, last year when I saw you, and then the first couple of times I've seen you guys this year, you love to get that ball and then dribble and then spin. Looks like you've kind of went away from that a little bit. Is that you adjusting to what defenses are seeing from you and kind of creating different things in your game? You did spin tonight, but not as much as maybe I saw you in the past. Um, yeah, I've been working on trying to get some other moves in there. Mm-hmm. So that way they can't really just tell what I'm going to do. You feel like it's getting pretty comfortable? Yeah. I just the first couple of times it's kind of hard because like I'm so used to it. Right. I can just go away from it right away. I know you've dropped two straight, but this team's still really, really good. What do you guys need to do to rebound and kind of get that confidence back here to have a big second half of the season? We just got to keep our head up. Really, we got to forget about these losses and just keep pushing through the rest of the season. Well, I tell you what, great job out here tonight. Always fun to watch you play. So I appreciate you coming up and chatting with us. Thank you, thank you. You bet, Ryan Claire joining us. We'll step away, take a break. We'll be back with more of our Mackey Motors tailgate. We'll have head coach Todd Bontrager. We'll have a look at our stats. That's all coming up next here on Kick 106.2. RJB Transport and Peterson Logistics in Westside is more than just a trucking company. They're a family-owned business with expertise in transportation and logistics. RJB Transport uses top-of-the-line equipment and experienced drivers so you can count on a job well done with unmatched service. Check out RJB Transport on Facebook to learn more more about in-state and long-haul employment opportunities or call Big P today 515-231-6742 that's 515-231-6742 hi this is dr molbauer from mcfarland clinic in carroll if you are expecting a baby our family medicine department is here to help you every step of the way our physicians provide prenatal care and services childbirth and postpartum care your mcfarland clinic family medicine physicians can perform c-sections and v-backs during delivery Call our family medicine office at 712-792-1500 or visit our website at mcfarlandclinic.com for more information. McFarland Clinic Carroll, here for you and your growing family. One gig-capable network and over a century of service, Cornbelt Telephone in Wall Lake is more than just phone. Servicing rural SAC, western Calhoun, and northern Carroll counties with over 90 cable TV channels, up to 100 Mbps fiber optic internet speed, and providing unlimited data usage with no contracts. We're Cornbelt Telephone, and we're powered by fiber optics, so you can do more. Find us on Facebook, call us at 712-664-2221, or visit us on the web at cornbelttelephone.com to see what we can do for you. Go Raiders! Did you know if you experience a sports injury, Loring Hospital in Sac City has an experienced team to get you back in the game. With a team approach at Loring Hospital, our physical therapists can provide you the one-on-one personalized rehabilitation you may need 
At Loring Hospital, we will help athletes of all ages be the safest and best they can be. For more information, call Loring Hospital in Sac City at 712-662-7105. Loring Hospital, your family health center. Motors tailgate here on kick 106.7. Jeff Langman joined by Todd Montrager, the head coach for the ESAC Raiders. They fall here tonight, 82-67 to number five ranked head camper. Uh, coach, hard-fought game. You come off a hard-fought road loss last night. Uh, you guys fall down early. You switch up your defense. The guys chip away. You get it within three. And, and then uh, Ryan said they maybe got a little bit gassed late in the game. Uh, I thought Kemper also got more aggressive going to the rim late in the game. But how did you see this game played out? What do you think was the difference? Well, obviously it didn't start very good at the beginning yep. when they went six for six, and a couple of them were deep threes, and a few others were tough shots, mid-rangers. And it wasn't because of bad defense. Right. You know? and, and it made, to the to the average fan they may say, Well, oh, why are you playing zone against a really good team like that? Well, zones can take away threes as long as you extend out to keep right. them in front. You can get burnt in some other areas when you extend like that, but yeah. If it, if it didn't start that way it might have been a little different for a while, but it turned out for the you know, turned out where hey, we hung in there, played yep. the man to man. We didn't want to give up threes. We chose, hey, we gotta keep the ball in front best we can. And uh they had a tough time stopping us. Right. man to man. So if we break pressure clean enough, we had to get the ball reversed, which we did. Uh, we did a better job reversing the ball tonight than last night, and then good action happens. Um, it just got kind of late in the game. There, like we're down three there in third yep. quarter. It was still a fight, but they kind of went in the zone, and then we just missed just enough shots where we right. couldn't match what they were doing offensively, and that kind of was the difference in the game. You mentioned kind of attacking them and their pressure defense. How were you? What were you guys looking to attack, and how were you looking to attack when they were in the full court pressure? You know, like kind of like what they want to do. Yeah, you know, all the good teams, you, you want to go inside out. Right. You know, we want to score inside, but you can't just look in there and throw it in. It's got to go inside out, then back in, get the ball reverse. You got to change it up. Right. Um, and so I thought we did a pretty good job of that. Um, you know, and. and we want to get some kick-out threes there, but we still got the ball at the rim there. I thought we attacked their zone pretty good early yep. on. Then I think we had a little tired legs, a few mishandled balls, and it just kind of, the league kind of crept, keep, kept creeping forward, you know, for Kemper there. Yep. We just we just could not stay in front of the ball, and we chose not to give out, we chose not to give up any kick-out threes. Right. We, we even overstepped as far as, if you want to call it help, towards penetration that we wanted to. I wanted to steal some of those kick-out passes. But they just got too deep on us there in the fourth quarter. Coach, you mentioned chipping away at it and then the tired legs. Sometimes when you get down early, you exert so much energy to make that comeback. Sometimes it's hard to, to finish that comeback. And is yeah. that what you think happened well, here tonight? Well, and we're not quick afoot. We're not a real athletic team. We're, we're not an athletic team as far as the quickness goes when you're comparing to Kemper. they got four or five breakdown guys that can, right. they can jab you jab step, pick their spot, and get the advantage, and then if they force help, they know where to go with the ball. That's what makes them good. they got guys that that uh, have great basketball IQ, and when they get in the lane, they know where they're going. If there's help coming, if there's no help, they're going to the rim, and they're quick enough to do that. 
Yeah, against us. Right. Caleb Eichhorn, I thought, had a really good first half. It looked yeah. like they maybe focused on him a little bit in the second half. You know, Caleb saved us. You know, we weren't really getting much going, and then Caleb had about three, four in a row. Yep. had a great game in space. He's just great mid-range slasher. He hasn't had one of those games for a while, so it was good to see him break out there, get his confidence flowing. Sam Jillen hit a few perimeter shots, started feeling better. He's been in a shooting funk here for just a little while, so we want to get him flowing. Yep. I mean, they're both shooting good percentages, but uh, just been a little bit many slumps here. And then Ryan's always been there for us for the most part. I thought him and Luke worked well tonight they down did. in the post. Yeah, they've been really doing well the last couple, three games. Last night was a little hiccup, but um, they've been doing really well there too. And I, I like, you know, Tony Clare can score the ball. Yeah. We've got to give him the right spot. But he's got a good offensive game to him, and he's been working harder and, and finding his way on the court more. Coach, uh, you, you, you're off for now a week. You don't play till next Friday against Storm Lake St. Mary's. Uh, what do you focus on this week? And then when do you start getting ready for Storm Lake St. Mary's? Well, our, our total focus is on Greene County because it's a road game more than anything. And they play in a tough conference, so you got to over, overlook their poor record. So we got to get over there, and we've got to – we got to dominate the boards. we got to play clean with the ball and take good shots and just prove that we can play a really nice, clean game on the road. And uh, I think that'll – these two games tonight probably helps us more than all the games put together right before Christmas. Hopefully that's how we want to look at it because we got to become a tougher, hard-nosed team. Right. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate you coming up and chatting with us. Uh, best of luck coming yeah. up next week. And sorry for the loss here tonight. Yeah, thanks for covering us. You bet. Head coach Todd Bontrager again with the ESAC Raiders. Let's quickly run you through our scoring here tonight. Uh, for uh, the uh, Kemper Knights, Michael Kaspelbauer, 15 points. Carson Candy with 20. Tragen Miter, 16. Brock Mading, 6. Carter Putney with a 4. Excuse me, 6. Ben Gerken with 4. And Jack Mading with 14. Knights go 7 of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, for the uh, ESAC Raiders here this evening, you've got uh, Caleb Eichhorn with 10. Ryan Clare, 26. Carter Ludwig with two, Luke Wright with 14, Sam Julin finishes with six, Tony Clare with four, and Jackson Rubendahl finishing up with three. The Raiders go four of eight, or four of nine, I should say, from the free throw line. Kemper wins both ends of the doubleheader here tonight at East St. County, winning the girls' game 62-35. The Knights win the boys' game 82-67. For my broadcast partner, Kate Mayhall, and for Macy Snyder, back in the studio. This is John Blankman saying thank you for listening to basketball coverage here tonight on Kick 106.7. Don't forget recap stories for all of today's basketball, uh, wrestling, and boys swimming coming up later tonight on the Brink Exterior Sports Report at sports.1380kcim.com. Have a great night, everybody, and a great weekend.